I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chisel on your tombstone. survivors thanks for coming back and we are really glad to have all the support we've gotten on our first two episodes of who will survive um we are just lucky enough to have started this show right around the christmas time which is a really popular time for horror movies um so we are gonna bring you a special episode revolved around christmas horror movies If you don't already know, this is Paul, and also with me is Marco. How's it going, Marco? What's up, guys? Good, good. Good, good. So, um, how has your Christmas preparation been going so far? Oh, man. Um, You know what? This is funny, because, like, this is my first time actually delving into Christmas horror during Christmas time. Right, right. and yes, because we're doing the podcast, but I had, I'm actually having a lot of fun with this and, uh, you know, learning a lot too. So a lot of times I, I would watch, you know, just random horror movies here and there. But so with that prepping and of course, you know, um, Star Wars has taken a lot of my energy also. Yeah. So no, if course. I seem a little, yeah, if I seem a little, you know, blank headed, it's because I've got that movie playing in my head right now. So, but I'm trying my best. Now, I, I put the horror face on. I'm ready to go. But the Christmas preparations, um, I actually, my son, who's actually studying 
abroad in Spain comes home tomorrow, so I get to go pick him up, and he's okay. going to be home for the holidays. So I'm actually looking forward to that. So that's going to be fun. Right, right. Do you um do you have other ones besides just the the movies we've been watching for this show that you have uh, have dove into? Like I know I shared a list of stuff that I had. I don't know if you had ended up picking out any extra ones or that um, you've watched. There was. Yeah, there was one. Uh, okay, so there was one I want to mention, but I have actually I have it in my queue. I'm ready to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's called Cannibal Claws, and I really want to see it. I've I've seen a lot of good ratings on it, but I know that we had a specific <laughs> um, theme going. You know, right, we wanted right. to say, "Hey, look, you don't want to get these, you know, uh, ten star rated movies because, you know, sometimes yes, they're fun, but sometimes the the, <laughs> the fun movies are these low budget." Um, you know, like just just uh, real B-sided B-movies. Sure. R- two to five ratings. Those are fun. So I've been really trying to find those. Um, surprisingly, there's a lot of them. You know, right. um, there's a there's a we'll, we'll get into this when we do our, uh, you know, our review and everything. But there's a constant theme that goes with Christmas horror, right? Sure. There is always the well, 90 percent of all the ones I've been seeing are like the, the Santa Claus slashers. Right. You know. A killer Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. So, and me coming from like, I want monsters. I like monsters. You know, I, I'm all about that. I love slashers, but, you know, monsters will catch my attention. Um, elves is another one. Mm-hmm. And that's one, again, a little bit higher on the rated uh, movie chart that we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so uh, that was a good one. I, I know. I, I wanted to actually check that one out, but I couldn't. The only copy i was able to find on short notice was on youtube and the quality was so bad it was it's bad wasn't even worth watching so yeah no there was some that you know the where where the buffering would stop and be like 10 minutes in between and you go get a cup of coffee come back so take you like four or five hours to watch a movie but you know (laughs) you keep yourself occupied but um this time of year also uh i watch gremlins because that is a a typical horror movie yes fun you know pg-13 fun a monster movie, and I right, and right. I saw it when I was a little kid. I saw it at the movie theater. And I still that movie still holds up today. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, for sure. There's so many references that everybody says on that too, and um, that one was also, actually. Um, sorry, it was almost. Um, yeah, it was almost in my honorable mentions. It was like if we did top oh, yeah. twenty, it probably would have cracked the top twenty. So. Oh yeah, it, it's yeah, it's um, it's not like I said, it's not it, to me. It's not when I was a kid and I saw it, I was scared. You know, obviously yeah. I was scared. But now it's like it's just a very fun movie and again i i i have a lot of my references of sayings come from that movie you know like yeah. oh he ate after midnight don't expose him to the sunlight you know and never get him wet it's the three rules that you know <laughs> so, oh yeah no i fucking love I, I love that movie so yeah gremlins is like one of those things where if uh, around christmas time and i see it on netflix if i see it on tv i will i will stop and watch it right. absolutely so yeah. yeah i think you kind of um kind of hinted at the premise of this show i didn't formally uh i didn't do a good job of formally introducing the premise of the show was going to be that we wanted to cover the the less exposed christmas horror movies i jumped ahead so no it's fine we uh we decided that um it would be cool to do three movies that were all rated below a five out of ten on imd so that was kind of the the best way to come up with a rating system Mm mm-hmm and we um, don't take that rating to heart because um, no, no, we no. did our we did our own rating system on these movies, and yeah. I actually came up with, um, you know, a surprising rating on some of them mm-hmm. that 
you know, like I kind of don't agree with it, but sure. And that, and that, and that's good to know too, because you take that, you take those ratings and mm-hmm. it was interesting to do that. Hey, maximum of five star or five out of 10 points and see if you agree with it or not right. on your own low standards of, of movies. Yeah. So, so we ended up coming challenge. up with, uh, um, a whole list of movies and then the way that we worked it out was each of us picked one movie and then uh, we made a poll on our Facebook group page for everyone else to pick. So the yeah. three movies that we landed on were um, the fans picked All Through the House. Um, I had picked Good Tidings and yep. you had picked A Cadaver Christmas. Yes. So we are actually going to cover those in that reverse order. But um, yeah, I just... I. I wasn't as invested in the Star Wars research and stuff this month, so I had actually gotten through a bunch of horror movies with Christmas themes that I've just been trying to catch up on, in addition to some other Mm -hmm. non-horror ones, but I watched Gremlins with my son, Cal. Yes. Um, That one, again, it was like probably in my top 20 horror movies. It's a super nostalgic pick, and it it still really like holds up well. I'm yeah. still always amazed by the facial expressions that Gizmo makes throughout the movie. <laughs> and it's, I mean, for 1984 yeah. animatronics, it's like amazing it's the way that he has so many expressions and the emotion comes out so well. Yeah. And I just laugh so much during the crazy violent parts when the gremlins are tearing shit apart and they're fucking everything up and they're just laughing about stuff and they, they yeah. fuck up one of the other gremlins and they're all laughing about it and yeah exactly the scene where the one pulls out the gun and he shoots the other one and they all start cracking up and like, it's great <laughs> it's so goddamn funny to me at the same yeah. time as being scary because you you feel the the pain of the people that they don't know how to deal with it but at the same right. time as the pain it's like it's got so much levity to it you know well that's what puts puts the um the danger into the monster when they don't care mm-hmm. about their own safety to ramp rampart, you know, a rampage throughout and everything. So you don't have, they're mm-hmm. not worried about their own, you know, if they die, they die. You know, right. that's what uh, makes sometimes a monster really scary yeah. when they don't have any uh, self-preservation. You know, the gremlins don't you know they'll die and they don't care. They'll just multiply again. Right. And I also yeah. watched, um, I watched Scrooge to which I hadn't seen in forever. Love so that. I love Bill Murray. So I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, we did kind of a back to back with that, which, um, was not my idea it was um the podcast under the stairs duncan okay had the idea of uh, pitting these two movies against each other so i watched them back to back and uh gremlins and scrooge yeah i have to submit my thoughts of which one i think is better but oh spoiler alert it's gremlins yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that's hard to do that sometimes like when there's almost like two different genre of movies but oh yeah same in, in the horror christmas theme um because there's nothing to compare to, right? Like, sure. well, these monsters were good. These, but, but I mean, equally just great, just oh, great yeah, films yeah. No, in general. Both so. Great. Uh, yeah, I, I saw to... both of those in the movie theater. So. Again, I lived there. So I lived in a the movie theater, so I it's got to um, I got to watch the uh, the newest Christmas horror movie that everyone's buzzing about. Better watch out, uh, which was Did actually really that. good. It's um, you know, a standard standard premise of a babysitter watching a preteen boy. Well, the okay. parents go out on Christmas, and then um, everything completely goes the opposite of the standard premise. So, oh, nice. I, okay, it's it's one of those movies where you shouldn't even like the trailer will ruin it for you. So, it's a really good movie. Oh, if you haven't okay. seen it, then you don't want to know what's going to happen because it takes such a left turn. So, uh, but yeah, that's right. better watch out. Uh, I, th- I think it's on. 
did I find? Oh, on Shutter right now. That's on the Shutter streaming okay. service. Okay. And did I watch anything else? Oh yeah, I watched uh, Black Christmas, the original from '74. That's on my list. I have not seen it. That's on my list of horror movies to watch, uh, Christmas themed. Okay. Black Christmas is on there. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen it before, or just no, not actually seen? I've, it? Okay. I've always heard of it. I've always heard of it. I just never, honestly, like I just never got around to. Yeah, I haven't. Like, there's a, a lot of talk about this movie because it's kind of known as the original slasher. Okay. Um, it's either like the, kind of the last proto slasher or the first slasher is okay, kind of yeah, where it right. lies in that time frame of 74 and uh, I, I think it's it's a really good movie um, I'm not as shot in the head with it as some people are but I have a ton of respect for what it does and what it is um, and it's also directed by Bob Clark who did The Christmas Story so okay, it has kind of <laughs> that same nostalgic 70s, 80s shag, yes. shag carpet big bulb Christmas lights I love that yeah, that kind yeah, of aesthetic just, to that it, brings so. it back. Yeah, yep. When so. it's timepieces like those are the timepieces I like, right? right Not Victorian. Right. It's the eighties or seventies. That's that's what I like to to see because I I we can relate to it. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's a good one too. But I have a few more cool. that I haven't gotten on my list, but I still got time before Christmas. Yeah, and then there's their always go to the Silent Night Deadly Night series. Oh yeah, I watched that one that too. To I watched the first yeah. Silent Night Deadly Night. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't even write that down. Okay. But uh, yeah, I watched that one, um, and I still got to watch Krampus. That's one's like kind of a new tradition. It's funny because I, 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 you know, again, I know about that movie. I've known about it for a while. Okay. And again, I just another one there where it's like, uh, I'll see it later because it's been in front of my face a million times, and I just okay. never sat and watched it yet. So I'm actually anxious to go and see it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's um, it's a good uh, you know blend of the the stuff that you would love in like, comedy mm-hmm. and kind of the the family atmosphere and the cr- christmas time atmosphere but with you know a lot of the surreal like monster scares um, yes it's definitely yes. a lot of monster stuff in that movie so cool you definitely would like that one i think and it's awesome. you know it's a pg-13 movie so a lot of people were yeah. kind of turned down turned off because uh, it was the guy that did trick-or-treat made that one okay okay um, so it it, it originally was kind of met with a little bit of like what the fuck because you know it did a much more adult themed movie and trick-or-treat and then this one is much right. more of a pg-13 movie sometimes um, the pg-13 just works well yeah it really and, does yeah and, honestly it didn't need to be i mean halloween is a dirty holiday and christmas isn't you know it's like right it didn't right. need to be there it didn't have to have a lot of people saying fuck and shit and, nope. you know whatever so a lot of times that will take me out of a movie when it's overly done. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it's when it's they, when they depend on the nudity and the swearing and right. you know everything. Else. I mean, I'm not approved, trust me. But right. when sometimes I'm sitting there going, man, they're just doing it for the sake because they can, and that's why it's a rated R movie. Uh, I think we've talked about this too, even in the killings, right? Like even in certain killing scenes in movies where they're doing it for shock value rather than like well that was over the top they didn't really need it right yeah, and that yeah, could yeah. be a rating issue too you know like hey we're just going R let's do it because we can but yeah I, th- sometimes that'll take me out of a movie when it's just unnecessary um, so especially in horror I think you know it's, it's safe to say both of us grew up with a pretty good history of of Christmas movies in our lives mm-hmm. whether even going back to our childhood that we were exposed to for me what was probably one of my first horror movies in Gremlins you know, and 
yeah, growing up with something like that. But I honestly uh, remember seeing it in the movie theater, and I sat with my feet on this chair. Yeah, you know, because I I was afraid you know, right, back right. then. I was like, oh, there's there's gremlins, that, you know, that I want them to get me underneath with the seat or whatever. But and I just had that in the back of my mind. I was I was watching it, and I mm-hmm. remember it was just me and like two other people in the whole theater. Right. You know, so <laughs> watching it, yeah. But it's not scary, but it's it's just cool. It's a cool movie. Did you um did you have any other movies that you grew up with uh, tradition like maybe something that you watched as a family or stuff that you guys um in the would horror watch genre the horror Christmas genre oh no I mean just even in Christmas movies in general or oh yeah Christmas Vacation is our go to right, we watch right. that we actually watch that um well we try to do it on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving after dinner right this mm-hmm. it's, it's setting up Christmas so. We would watch Christmas Vacation. That right. is our go-to Christmas holiday movie of all time. And, of course, all day on Christmas Day, uh, Christmas Story's on, yeah. and I have that on loop. Yeah, I was, absolutely. I was actually just watching yeah. Christmas Vacation before we before we got on it. Skype here. It was on yeah. TV, so I just put it on. It was a good <laughs> kind of warm-up. Yeah, it, it's a great, great movie. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one was always big for me, and then... Um, I mean, growing up, we watched all the specials, the, the Charlie Brown, yeah. the Rudolph, the, you know, <laughs> the Rudolph, Frosty, right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I still love I Rudolph. Think. That's one of my favorites. I mean, it's got one of yeah. the one of the original uh, Christmas monsters in it, like the Abominable Snowman. The Yeti? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think I watched that when I was a kid, but and as I grew up, I it freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> the claymation or whatever. Yeah. The stop motion. And it's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just stopped watching it, right, but I right. still appreciate it. But Charlie, the Charlie Brown is oh, what yeah, I used to. Is, is, is still my go back, even in Halloween. Uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, Christmas, yeah. Charlie Brown. I, I think we talked about that earlier, uh, you and I about that. And uh, yeah, yeah, that I, holds. That is just so nostalgic. At some point yeah. during the show, um, the Charlie Brown Christmas music will will be background. <laughs> I'm just not sure awesome. which part. So. Okay, cool. I'll have to look for that. Yeah. It will be in here at some point. I just, I never it's decide until after I listen back to the show and right. I kind of decide where everything fits in. So, right. Cool. You know, a lot of Christmas cool. music for this, but definitely Charlie yeah. Brown in that one. Awesome. It's almost like, like they're added on Christmas carols, some of the, the, the melodies from that and the, even just yeah. the, the stupid dance, you know, the scene when they're like, <laughs> oh, we're going to do this mellow Christmas song. And then, you know, he starts rocking on the piano and everyone's dancing and they're like, what the yeah. fuck? You're supposed to be doing serious <laughs> shit. Stop dancing. Uh, right, exactly. Yeah. Tension breaker. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we grew up with all that kind of stuff. And obviously the Christmas story, growing up, watching that all the time. And it's it's great that it still yeah. holds up that it's it's just like on all the time at Christmas. And for some reason, never get tired of watching it at Christmas time. I don't. I don't get tired of it. And it's funny because like once, you know, the family comes over on Christmas Day, right? And everybody mm-hmm. does this thing. And then you... Oh shit, it's on. So you turn it on and of course it'll be always like midway through. Right. And of course there's commercials, but you're like, hey, just hey, in an hour we'll get to see the beginning again. Right. You know, and, right. and, and that's just it's just a great um thing to have in the background. Yeah. No, I hear you. And cuz I love the narration of it. I just love how it was made. It was just just it was almost perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, no, that's good. Um and it's funny that that's where uh like I said the director did did yeah. Black Christmas back in the day and then eventually ended up doing Christmas story later. So it's like, hey, we got another Christmas movie. Bring in that guy. All great people get their start in horror movies. Yeah, it seems like. Right? A- actors in- included. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we should do a show on that one day. Is, that could be a show that we can do. 
we could be like, okay, oh, yeah, here's yeah. this person. There's, what was their start and how they start? Yeah, so we can actually put together a show. That would be kind of fun. I know there's a ton of them. Even like yeah. you know, the, there's smaller ones besides the main. Everybody knows like sure. you know Kevin Bacon and Johnny mm-hmm. Depp and whatever from from back in the day of being in horror movies. But yep, well, just one each, I guess. But uh, no, that's good. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any other any other Christmas horror movies, horror stories, or family stories, or good Christmas now, memories? Or nothing because me personally, I, I it's I'm like the only one that I know around this time that will still watch horror movies. That no mm-hmm. one's in the mood to. But I right. look for them because I know that in the movie theaters, there's a lot of good horror movies that come out, um, you know, around this time, around Christmas time, always. Mm-hmm. So I'm always by myself on that because no one is in the mood <laughs> to watch that stuff. And yeah, and yeah. lately, because Star Wars has been coming out in December, right. a lot of my time has been focused on, you know, um, watching Star Wars or getting prepared for that and that stuff like that. So a lot of my Christmas horror movies have fell to the wayside. That's why I liked kind of re-exploring this episode yeah. and re-exploring our challenge because now I've got a list. I've actually got a, a, a good list going and now I'm going to be starting looking for movies to watch um, awesome. just for talking points, you know. Yeah. Like I said, there was there was one called Cannibal Claws and I've I've just, I just, I saw the poster for it <laughs> and that just got me. I'm like, okay, that's one I'm, I got to watch it. So again, the killer Santa Claus theme is hard to get away from this sure. time of year because a lot of people it's not that it's not that it's uncreative, but it's ninety oh, percent of horror Christmas movies are a killer Santa Claus of some sort, which we will see that recurring theme here of the three movies, or two of the three that we picked. Sure. So I appreciate more movies like Gremlins, Elves, you know, more of the maybe a uh, maybe a some sort of exorcist type Christmas uh, setting. A lot of it's like, okay, how, how do you do a Christmas movie without a Killer pump, uh, not pump, uh, a snowman, Santa Claus, stuff like that, right? Sure. Be- unless you just say, oh, let's set in Christmas time. Right. Like, okay, it's set in the Christmas area, therefore it's a Christmas horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Which I think right. there's a good balance of, maybe not a balance, it's definitely heavier towards the Killer Santa, but there's definitely a, mm-hmm. a selection of those other movies out there. Um, uh, it's just, you know, obviously the, the Killer Santa is the easy thing or the Killer Snowman or something. So, Well, the, the Killer Santa has become more creative. I'll give them that because now they're trying to find new ways of tying that in mm-hmm. rather than the escaped convict that comes back as Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tells them the crypt did it. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's rampart. But I, you know what? It's funny. I might be sitting here saying I'm tired of those, but I'm not. I still oh, yeah. like those. I still enjoy that theme well yeah because again how how else are you supposed to describe christmas without that those kind of themes you know and right. still have horror in it so well and it's it's um you know the traditional theme of of taking a sacred or a safe type of icon i guess you know with santa and mm-hmm. then you make mm-hmm. it dangerous yeah absolutely um you know and and it's also it's you know it's it's such a, a heavy icon to the holiday with with santa yeah. You know, a lot of other holidays don't have such a super specific icon like that. Right. And then also use the Christmas theme as the catalyst to get mm-hmm. people together to create a horror situation. Right. You know what I mean? So like, like again, when we get into our movie talk with the pick that we have, there's, you know, there is a, a certain theme like, okay, why is this taking place? Because it's Christmas time. Yeah, and, and that would bring, like I said, it could be the catalyst behind it, which is kind of fun too. And it's easy to make a killer Santa. You just put a yeah. bloody Santa costume on a guy. 
you know, so exactly. it's cost effective. So yeah, why yeah, why not? Uh, no, that's good. I think um, I think there's definitely a lot more to explore with this. So mm-hmm. maybe next Christmas we can uh, we can revisit this kind of same premise. That'd be awesome. And try and find more more hidden gems in the in the pile. I guess you know. That's the fun part of all this is that when we do it, it's almost like a challenge. Right. Hey, come up with three movies, but they have to have this rating on IMDb or they have to like, okay, it has to be all killer snowmen. Find three movies that are have killer snowmen, not sequels to each other and try to find that because then that really broadens your, you know, what you wouldn't normally go seek out and you make you explore things. But therefore you, you start discovering other directors and actors of movies they've done, just like you said with, um, with the Christmas story. You oh, start yeah. to decide, oh, oh, he did this, oh, he did that. Right. You know, it's, you branch off a little bit, so you get a little bit out of your element. So that's why the, these kind of challenges, we, I call them challenges, but they're fun. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a good challenge. Yeah. Um, all right, well, why don't we take a quick break and we'll play some Christmas music. And right. then we'll come back and we have a little bit from some of the listeners who interacted through various forms of social media with us and then we'll get into our movies we'll do melancholy maca is the thing we say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day that's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway here we know that Christmas will be green and bright Sun that shines all day with all those stars at night Malakalikimaka is the thing we say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas A very Merry Christmas A very Merry Christmas to you We are back, and before we get into our Christmas horror movies, we're going to review a few top ten lists that some of our friends had sent us through Facebook. Um, If you heard the first couple episodes where we did our top ten, and then we encouraged people to send us their top ten lists, so we got two in the first episode that we went through, and we kind of spent some time picking it apart, but because now we got a few more, we came up with a system to sort of streamline this and actually spin it into something, perhaps. 
Yeah. So what we're going to do is we will go through the lists. Um, we are going to grade the movies um, either a pass, a fail, or half point of, uh, I guess it would be like a D. So, or a C yeah, average. It would almost be like, yeah, it would almost be like, you know what? Yes, that could be on a, a point five, or like we said, you know, I've never seen it, but that sounds interesting enough to be sure. like, all right, cool. That that could that could make a top ten. So yeah, if it's something that we haven't seen, then I'm just gonna take your word for it that it's awesome, right. and you get a half a point. If it's something that we think is worthy of being on a top ten, we'll give you a full point. And if we think that you are wrong and that movie sucks, then <laughs> you do not get a point. Yeah. And uh, I guess we didn't really decide what would be passing. What are the, how many points do they have to get to pass? So it would be twenty points would be the max if you if you hit all home runs. I think it was like if it a, was nine and under, like Jerry then, on the last episode where he got a twenty. Right, and and it's based off ten points max for Paul and ten points max. Yes, for you. So for for a total of twenty for ten. Yes. So we'll say if maybe if you get a, a if you get ten out of twenty, is that passing? We'll give, I we'll would be say fair. So. Well, that's okay. A, yeah, that, that's that's a fifty percent. That's okay. good. That's good enough. Yeah, according and to my daughter, doing... that's a passing grade. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> it's been working for a long time. That's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, right. so our first one is from uh, my Facebook friend and now listener of the show, Aaron Irvina. He has number ten, House of the Devil. Have you ever seen that one? I have not seen it. Okay. So, but I have heard of it. So I will give you half point. Yep. Same. Uh, that's a tough one for me because I respect the movie, but I don't like it. So. Oh, okay. I don't know much about. Honestly, I don't know much about the movie. Like I know of it, I just don't know sure, much sure. to even. To be fair, I've say only and a on any level. I only saw it once, and I found it to be a little slow and boring. So I kind of didn't pay as much attention as I should. But. Okay. So to be fair, I'll give it a half point as well. All right. Uh, oh, this one will be easy. Number nine, Creepshow. Yeah, of course. That Full point for me. Even if you put Creepshow one or two. Yeah, all right. Just, uh, just, just full point. <laughs> I think I know where number eight is going to land. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Big point for that, that one. That one's a pass. Uh, number seven, The Descent. Have you ever seen that one? No, The Descent. Okay, it's um, it's no. like a group of... I don't know if you know if you've even heard of it. It's a... Is this- group of women yeah, and they go like cave diving and then while they're cave diving they sort of become trapped and then when they're trapped they also discover monsters okay i yes i have i actually have seen this movie okay i just a lot of times i if i see a poster or, or a cover like about a visual i i'll notice the visual before i notice the, the title okay so i apologize i do give it i'll get i'm gonna give it a point five though okay not one of my favorite or or it doesn't matter if it's my favorite, but I'm just gonna give it that because I don't know. Right, you don't know. I mean, it was it was entertaining it. enough. Yeah, it was entertaining enough. I so yeah, that one passes for me. I like that one. It's it's one of the okay. better um one of the better known like claustrophobia movies because they it's you know all the cave diving type of shit yeah. in there in these really close quarters and they're trapped and there's a lot of like darkness with just flashlights and glow sticks and whatever. Uh, it's a pretty. I think that's what. Yeah, movie. I think I got you. Uh, okay, number six, two thousand maniacs. Don't know this one. Yeah. I'm not sure. Isn't there one hmm. called Ten Thousand Maniacs? That's a band. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, we'll have to take his word for it. Yeah. I feel bad. I should uh, yeah, at least looked too. it up ahead of time. 
Um, okay, number five from Dusk Till Dawn. Yes, I have not seen I, I actually this in a long have, time, but I remember it kicking ass. Okay, so. I um, Dusk Till Dawn. I actually did have. I, I, at one point, I put it on my top ten, and then okay. it went to honorable mention. And then after thinking about a bunch of other movies on my list, I took it off of it. But it's definitely one of those where I can rewatch it today. Go hell yeah, it's on my top ten. Sure. So okay, full point for that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, number four should be pretty easy. Uh, Halloween. Yep. That's a one. I feel like we're gonna have to raise the score. This fifty percent isn't gonna. A lot of it's gonna, gonna play to fail. our. Yeah, it's a lot of it's <laughs> gonna play to our interests, right? Yeah. Um. So unless they unless they come like put a complete movie where like well no that's sure, sure. that's horrible but yeah. Uh, number three is gonna be easy for you because it is yeah. dead alive. Yeah. Oh my god, thank you. So, alright, so we have Dead Alive, and I have not seen it yet, so I give it a half point. Yeah. Um, We're gonna have to do a show on that movie. Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty good, like, idea for a double billing of that one. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay, so, uh, number two, I have not seen uh, Grindhouse, like the Tarantino the or Robert Rodriguez Rod- yeah. one. I, I will absolutely put that on there. Okay. Absolutely. I yeah. have not seen that one. So to be fair, I'm pretty sure I would approve of it. But to be fair, I'll stick to the rule of half point. <laughs> there's the there's two movies and it's two and one. And so yeah. if you don't like the first one, you like I like the second one. So um, and then you're gonna love this. His number one is 1931's Frankenstein. Oh my goodness, that's my number one. I know that's, that was it's funny because I <laughs> screenshotted. This was a Facebook Messenger. I screenshotted, yeah. and he sent me the list, and I said, thanks, Marco will be pumped. You have the same number one. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I don't know how people don't have Frankenstein even on their <laughs> list or number one. So, <laughs> right. awesome. Awesome. He gets it. So, this guy gets it. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I have seen it, and I definitely approve of that one. So, did you add all of them up? or I did. I give him an 8.5 on his list. I have, uh, let's see, 5, 6, 7. I have an 8. So nice. So sixteen and a half point. That that makes our that makes it uh, a really good list in our book. All right, good job, Aaron. All right, next we have like our friend Jordi Ostier from Belgium. Right. Who Belgium? Nice. Uh, does a podcast called Well, I don't know how to say it in, in Belgium, but it translates to the the Midnight Hour, which I listened to one episode that they did in English when. Uh, a friend of mine was a guest on their show. Pretty awesome. Oh, okay. The cool. rest of the time it's in Belgium, so I can't listen to it. But I gotcha. They don't normally do in English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should download it anyways just to give them numbers. It, this is going to be interesting having um, a list that's not you know from an American. Yeah. Because yeah. it's and we'll see we'll see what kind of movies they watch in Europe. We'll All right. See. So I'm, I'm anxious. He has. Well, we won't score these, but he has. Just uh, real quick, his honorable, oh, the honorable mentions, mentions are okay. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street, number three. There's that uh, three again, see? There's he has a theme there. 1986, The Fly. He has awesome. 1940, The Wolfman. Awesome. I like uh, this guy. Number two, he has uh, two in honorable mentions, I should say. Uh, he has Psycho 2 slash 3, and then he says, I go back and forth with these two movies. So I guess it depends okay. on what day of the week it is. He likes one Price. better than the other, Price. which is fair. It's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then his last honorable mention is The Devil's Candy, which is one that I was talking to you about. 
Correct. That you should check out, because I think you'd like that yes, one. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen all of those, except for the Devil's Candy, but uh, those are great. So I'm actually really excited to hear his list now. All right. Uh, this one should be pretty easy. It is number 10, The Witch. Oh, uh, yeah. I was probably, I, I really like that movie. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people didn't, and I like it was a slow burn. And I, I just I just like the, that theme anyway, you know, the paranormal theme or the devil theme right, right. or whatever. It, it seems more menacing and more scary that way. And sure. the setting in this film, it was just great. The the eeriness of it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. great. For me right, personally, right. I don't love it, but I respect it enough to, to approve of that Absolutely. as a top ten pick. Gotcha. So, number nine, The Evil Dead, 1981. No brainer. That one's yes, that, one, <laughs> that one was probably in my top twenty too. It just didn't quite crack it. Yeah, my, my top twenty is probably more like a top forty. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah. Number eight, The Invisible Man. Yes. So a lot, a lot of love for the classics. Yeah. Um, so I also passed that. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also yep. passed that one. Uh, number six, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yep. Which is quite yep. quite often people pick that as their favorite of the series. Yeah, my personal favorite would be four, but I have no. Yeah, my my no personal favorite's two. three. Okay. Yeah, my personal favorite's three, but I love two because again, you're introducing Jason. Right. Uh, number five, Halloween. That's a safe pick. Yep. Number four is Return of the Living Dead. Also awesome. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Number three, Night of the Living Dead. So that one, I would say, is good. Man, going on perfect spoiler with me. I know, right? <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, so number two, he has Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, wow. I almost feel guilty by it because it's so di- such a disturbing movie. I know. I know I'm going to give him the point. I was, I was I'm very... Conf- I'm-, <laughs> I'm conflicted too because it's a weird one to see up that high, but yeah. I also sort of get it. Because of how powerful it is, and I mean, even if yeah. you if you get deep into like the message and the subtext of the movie and whatever, but you know, right, the, right. the history of the creation of the movie, uh, there's a lot there. So I definitely will yeah. I'll qualify that one. I know it's hard because I I don't see myself putting that in like a top twenty or forty, but it's a movie that mm-hmm. I would I would rank really high, but it wouldn't be something I would say would be like one of my favorites. Right. And to me like the like the animal death stuff is bad, but even like a lot of the like rapey stuff is bad to me too in that movie. That's that's where I'm like like I said there's a time and place for a lot of movies, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes when it's too exploited or right. you know where it's disturbing to the point like okay, I get it. I get what's happening. You don't have to like all right, oh, he's continuing. Okay. Sure, sure. So I'll just sit through it some you know what I mean? So Yeah. <laughs> and this is a movie that like I didn't watch this late in my life either. I watched it very pretty early on. Okay. <laughs> you know, so it, it still haunts me at certain point. Nice. Uh, all right, and then his last one was Psycho, the original. So he, okay, so he loves all the, he, he had uh, two and three on his honorable mention. Sure. Yeah, I, I haven't seen this in so long, but again, it's another one, kind of like with Frankenstein, I, I know that I've, I've seen it, and I know that it's definitely worthy of being a favorite movie it's something i definitely have to revisit soon because i feel like it's been forever since i've seen it oh love it love it absolutely love it i love the whole even i do love two and three also right because he got really in depth with uh, norman bates character and psycho you know uh, psychosis and everything all right so we are gonna have our first double perfect score here right 
I mean, it's a great list. It's a great list. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. a great list. A yeah. Very interesting well, choice. Good job. There, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what? Um, that, I, that makes me respect the rest of the world. Now they got some good taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Because before we didn't respect the rest of the world. No, We were just talking not. before the show before the and we show? were like, you know what? Fuck the whole rest of the world. <laughs> Every other place. I mean, <laughs> that was another podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have uh, next is Kato Guzman, uh, who has been a friend of mine through Instagram for a long time and through Facebook. A right. really cool guy. He actually does uh, some movie reviews and stuff of his own and does some toy photography and kind of a just all-around knowledgeable guy of pop culture and stuff. Uh, this one's going to be a little more interesting, I think, here. All right. So All right. Uh, the hard thing for me is some of these I have not seen, too. So Yeah, it's, it's like um, I haven't seen, but if I've heard of it and I and I know that the community has accepted, or not even that, I won't even, I wouldn't even go that far. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll make my own judgment, yes. Number 10 is Paranormal Activity. Yes, uh, I, I like it. I don't really care about commercial success. Like that, like commercial success movies don't bother me okay. when they're good. Sure, Paranormal Activity is good. I love it. Yeah, I haven't actually seen any of the Paranormal Activity movies, so wow. I yeah, have I have to just give it. That's a half one point. tradition I have with my son. Yeah, that's one tradition I have with my son is every time one comes out, we watch it. Right. And they're past. You know, the first one was great. They're not all good, but it's just one of those things. Like, okay, we're gonna watch it because it's. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're, I think they're up to like six of them or something like that. Number nine is The Collector. Do you know it? Or do you know that The Collector movie? with Denzel Washington? Uh, no, no. It's um, <laughs> it's like a... Is that called The Collector? It's like a slasher type of movie, a home invasion slasher movie. Oh, so I was I talking about the year. What am I thinking about? I was talking about The Bone Collector. What's stupid? Oh. Man, here's my card. <laughs> That's here's okay. my horror card. I put... I put Denzel Washington in our talk. Here we go. Oh, at least it wasn't the boner collector. <laughs> that one's definitely not hey, as much of a horror. What do you know. <laughs> yeah, that one. I've I've seen it. It's an interesting top ten choice. I'll I'll take his word for it. I I could see I like how the, somebody the, would love said, it because it's, yeah, I like what you just said. Home invasion plus the title of collector. I'm actually intrigued just on those two notions, so I'm going to give him half a point on that. It was made by the two guys that did a couple of the Saw movies, uh, Patrick oh, okay. Dunson, Mar- Marcus Dunson and Patrick Melton, I think is their name. Uh, so it has okay. kind of clever, trappy type of kills in a lot of it. That has some good gore. Definitely like more of a extreme violence movie. So. Gotcha. Oh, we'll let that one slide at a half point. Yeah. How about A Christmas Horror Story? Seen this one before? That's... I have I have not, but it's on my I I wrote that down as something to watch for okay. the holidays. Yeah, this one's tough for me because I watched it once mostly, and I think I never finished it. So okay, so I'm gonna have to give that one a half point too, Kato. The Last House on the Left remake is an interesting choice. Um, have you seen? The re- I haven't seen the remake. I can go okay. by the original. The original is <laughs> the original. Talk I about, could like, see in that genre. As putting them there, but yeah, I haven't heard too many people say they like the remake better. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a, I'm gonna give him a full point because I not seeing the remake and I'm not a fan of remake, so I'm gonna make an exception here because of the choice of the remake. <clears throat> okay, that last time left is really good. Okay. One of those disturbing rape scene movies and stuff. Also, yeah. but but still, I 
Uh, it makes me you take something like that and you make these directors and make a modern twist to it. Right. That even makes it even more um, nerve wracking for me because you can go way extreme these days. You know what I mean? So yeah, I didn't yeah. even know they made a remake of that. Oh yeah, it was a while ago it came out. Oh, okay, it's it's not bad. I I'm gonna go half point only because I like the original better, but it's not okay. a it's not a bad remake. I, I can almost see why people like it more. To me, it just felt too remakey, kind of the the cleaner version. I mean, it was still disturbing and it was oh, okay. nasty, and the rape is probably actually a little stronger in this one. Yeah, that one was number seven so we have number six vhs uh, yes series okay um I, I have but see i gotta make a decision right it's like I, I i wouldn't put vhs anywhere near a list on okay. me personally but again it may have had a different effect on other people i have to because i have seen it and i can understand i guess yeah no go yeah. i'll go with it. i'll go with it i will also give a full point i personally i like the second one a little bit better but the mm-hmm. first one is also really good too i think yeah. Um, yeah, and there's he has kind of a theme with his movies. I feel like he has a little more um, unusual movies, but also there's a little bit more uh, intensity to some of these movies. They're a little more, more mean spirited yeah. movies. Yeah. So. But that's <laughs> good. I mean, it makes more sense when you see him all together, kind of correct like that. Correct. Which, speaking of mean spirited, number five is Funny Games. Funny Games. Never uh, seen it. I. I don't know if, actually if he means there's a, a foreign version and a U.S. version of it. I don't know which one he means, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen either one, so I have to go half point. Yeah, on that. But I know those are super mean spirited movies. Oh wow! Uh, it's like a home invasion with <laughs> like torture kind of thing. Yeah, see, yeah, I don't like those. It's not because I'm like I said. Oh, it's offensive. It's not offensive at all to me. Sure. You and I had the discussion before of of. Categor, it's you know to be careful categorizing things, right? right. Putting in, in you know segments, but uh, I yeah. have there's a there's a gray area when it comes to horror sure. and the classical sense of horror and a torture film of is that horror? You know what I mean? Sure. Or is that a torture? You know, so, right. There's always that discussion. You know, horror is broad term, uh, and I have a lot more classical sense of what a horror movie is, mm-hmm. or to me personally, like what I what I grew up with. So. Um, then you come across a whole genre of like, no, we like the home invasion style, the torture, you know, even if it's like Last House on the Left stuff, uh, you know, real cannibal stuff, you know. So there's there, there's a there's a discussion there, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. The next the the last four he has here, I'm pretty sure I can score ahead of time for both of us, but <laughs> we'll go through them just to okay. be safe. Uh, number right. four is Saw. Original Saw. Yeah. Good one. That's a good one. Uh, number three is Scream. Man, I don't like Scream. No? <laughs> I don't. It's not that I don't like it. Right. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I think the more I watch it, the more I don't like it. The first time I watched it, I liked it. Sure. I feel like it's one of those kind of movies that, that the uh, the self-awareness of it tends to wear off when you've seen it a bunch of times. Like, it's clever at first, but then you see it a bunch clever of times. Movie. I, I think I just didn't like the actors. How about that? Okay. That's fair. I, I, the actors didn't sell it to me. Courtney Cox. I love Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. She was good. Yeah, and that's I'm like the I'm, whole opening scene died. is like the best uh, opening. Yeah, so in, I wouldn't even say that she's in the You know what I mean? No, I know. Um, that's like the first time. And, and the yeah, and the actor that plays the you know the the lead bad guy you know Gavin Rosdell from Bush, the guys that look alike. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he looks just like him. Matthew Willard or little. I you know as he's he's just too goofy. 
So I think that's what takes me out of it a little bit. But again, okay. the premise of it, I love screen. I'm still giving them a point for this. Yeah. But I, I think it, I think I have to pinpoint as the acting or the actor's choice that you know Rose McGowan still just takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Little too, little too headshot. You know, these are beautiful people, and let's put them in the you know position. And it's like I, it takes me out of the element because I walk outside every once in a while. And I don't see these type of people. Yeah, that's why I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, there's beautiful people in it, but they are. It, it is a more gritty reality. Right. Well, they were, they were kind of uh, like they were, mm-hmm. you know, better than most of those movies, but um, it kind of created a, a whole subgenre on its own. And that's what I, yeah, I, I just don't like those. But so number two is your next. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good one. Okay. Good one. Yeah, I love that. I movie. like that. Yeah. Um, same guy that made the guest, which going back to the Halloween episode was in my top Halloween mm-hmm. movies. That's you know one of my favorite home invasion movies. There's a lot yeah. of home invasion here. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like a little bit weird on the home invasion stuff here, Cato. Is is Cato studying? I know. Like, <laughs> do I need to warn people that live around you about <laughs> your love for home invasion? Yeah. Are you studying? <laughs> Uh, and his number one is an interesting choice, but I, I can get behind this is uh, Trick or Treat. His, okay. his number one movie, which I think is a, a great choice. I mean, it's one of the best Halloween movies for sure. And nothing says horror like Halloween. There are, out of all those films, out of the short stories in that movie, uh, the, there's only one that I don't like, but the rest are phenomenal. And it's, yeah. I don't like the werewolf. Okay. That, but that, you know, and I think that kicked off the movie, right? But, uh, Sam's movie or his own mini movie redeemed it for me. So yeah, I can get behind it. So I am at a seven and a half. I have him at eight and a half. All right, so that's uh, sixteen. Yes. All right. So that's good. We got yeah. a sixteen. I feel like we should make the failing like fifteen. I don't know that anyone gets below. No kidding, huh? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're just yeah, being too nice. <laughs> I think we're on some of these. I am. I am because. You know, like, like, but you had to put yourself in the perspective. We're doing this. I don't want to put my personal thoughts behind certain things. Just like the movie Scream, it's yeah. not. Uh, it's a bad movie. It's just that I don't like that. Like the uh, the glamour. I guess see another subcategory, and people are gonna hate me for this. The glamour horror, right? <laughs> you know. So, uh, I hate doing it. I hate putting it. But sometimes that's how it's the best way to describe things. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, that's right. good. I like that list. That was good because there was. A lot of diversity where there's something to talk about really with that. Yeah, definitely. There's, I feel like we could do a whole show just on his list. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, all right. So next is oops, is your podcasting, your other podcasting co-host, uh, Bootleg Joe. Yes, Joey. He's another good, um, strong horror fan that we uh, when we do get together every once in a while, we will drive the other guys nuts because we'll talk about horror. So he says... Uh, it's funny because he sends me his list and his honorable mentions, and then his last line is "Don't laugh." Yeah, I'm like, oh, and come it's on, it's he it Yeah, he sent it to me. I go, "These are pretty solid." I know. <laughs> uh, all right, so his honorable mentions are "American Werewolf in London," which is a fantastic that was, movie. I think that was on mine too. Um, he has "Mama," which I haven't seen. I've heard mixed things about. He That's has a new one. Yeah, yeah, he has "It," which I don't know if he means the new one or the old one. I. I was with him when we saw it, the the remake, and he loved it. So yeah, it's probably that one because it was also yeah. made by the same guy that made Mama. Okay, so cool. So it might be also honorable mention to Shining, which yep. is 
one that was uh, nearly on my list, and the movie exists from 2014, which is like a found footage type of uh, Bigfoot movie. Oh, I've okay. I've never seen that one. Uh, made by the same guy that did the Blair Witch Project. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Uh, I forget his fucking name. Eduardo Sanchez, I think is his name. Eduardo Sanchez, yep. Yeah. Um, that's a, a pretty sweet movie. I think that's the one that he means exists. Yeah. If we're talking about the same movie, then that movie's fucking sweet. I but. think that's what it is. I think I remember him mentioning something like that. <laughs> if not, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> uh, all right. So Joey has number 10, The House That October Built, or Houses, I believe, that October Built. Okay. Okay, so I love the movie, and I hated the way they ended it. I understand yeah. why they ended it that way. Mm-hmm. I have an actual... I want to... I actually was like, look, I'm no filmmaker or whatever, but I wanted to write them a paper saying, this is how you should have ended in the movie. It would have been perfect for a Halloween, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, the haunted house kind of stuff, or, you know, the, the fun haunted house kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm giving them a point for that because I, I really enjoyed it. And there is a part two to it, which I haven't seen yet. No, I haven't seen it either. Actually, I have it on my computer and I haven't watched it yet. All right, so I'm going to give him a point too. I wasn't super shot in the head with it, but I've heard a couple of reviews and I've heard people say why they love the movie. And so it's it makes more sense to me when I hear people talk about how they love it. Right. Also, so does that make sense? I, I'll, I'll allow it. Number nine, Sinister. Uh, yeah, you know that's one? a good one. Okay. That's a good modern horror. Um, I have my own issues with it, but I don't think it's a bad movie necessarily. I'm going to go half point on that one, just because I, okay? I, yeah, I I like it, but I don't love it. I feel like it's um, it falls into a category of where there's better things similar to it, almost, mm-hmm. to where it's hard for me to go like, oh, that's the... I feel like that one doesn't quite qualify. It's almost there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hear you. I hear you. Uh, no, it def- yeah, there are definitely other films that are in the same lines of it, yeah. So. Go number eight is Devil's Rejects. I don't know um, how you stand on that one. Devil's Rejects is very interesting. Again, the first one I consider a horror movie. The second one, it's that, you know, Rob Zombie does things for the sake of shock. And there's a lot of shock in that movie. Sure. It's actually pretty good. It is really good. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it a point because um, I was a fan of that one and actually would, would like that one a lot better than House of Thousand Corpses. Okay. You know? Um, yeah, so, I like that one better but i've only seen each movie once so i feel like okay i would have to study them a little closer and kind of uh i think on on a a single watch uh devil's rejects is more easily digestible because it's a lot more straightforward and but and rob zombie knows this he knows that he put too much into house right and to the point where it probably got lost in translation a little bit sure and then this one was a real gritty you know like the outlaws on the run but you actually start rooting for the bad guy because yeah, the, yeah. the cop ends up being the bad guy right um and i think that was the point of the movie too so yeah. good choice actually i know he always... and it is like i i know joey so it's right up his alley as, as far as his personality you know and like this movie uh, there's a lot of scenes in there that joey's like fuck yeah you know yeah you know right so uh he has uh the next one is night of the living dead the 1990 remake yeah i I, was, I love that movie. I absolutely love it. I think that's on my list when we did our spooktacular show. Yeah, it was. Of the Halloween type movies. Yeah, Candyman. I've, I've heard other people say that they like this one better, actually. I can't um, yeah. can't deny them their opinion on that. All right, uh, number six. I have not seen this movie, Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls. No, I haven't seen it either. 
All right, so we'll take his word for it on that one. 1.5 on that one. Uh, number five has already been brought up, Creepshow. Yep. That Good choice. awesome. Again, again, one or two. You could put either one of those and I'd give you a point. Yeah. I know. It's, I was lucky, too, that I got to see that in the theater earlier in uh, October earlier this year. Nice. It was pretty awesome. Uh, okay, number four, The Taking of Deborah Logan. I, I have not have seen, seen this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking. I have seen it. Point. All right, good. Uh, <laughs> okay, so number three, he has the Evil Dead 2013, the remake one. Okay. I, yep. I'll, I'll give it to him. I think this came up before, and I said that I hadn't actually seen this one. I think someone else had this on there. Right. List. Yeah, someone else had this on their list, and um, I always I love the original, but this is the one original that I say a, the, uh, a remake could do the original justice because oh. of the, what, the budget strains and stuff. I do. I don't remember which one of the two guys in the first. It was probably Luke had it, but um, that was one which I had mentioned about the Maniac remake was another one that uh, right. the remake holds up right. to the original. All right, so that's good. Uh, let's give number two is Pet Cemetery. Love it. Pet Cemetery. I love. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pet Cemetery. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, I love that one too. That's awesome. I was gonna. I haven't shown that one to my kid yet. Um, it was one of oh, those. Yeah. It's one of those movies that it is like on Netflix and then it disappears. Then it's on Amazon. Then it disappears. Then it's on Hulu. Then it disappears. And it keeps right, making right. the rounds. And I, I'm always like, oh, let's go to watch Pet Cemetery. And then it's like not in my wish list anymore. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not here anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have to get to that one. I. I think I just saw that it was added to Amazon Prime, so I'll be getting oh, okay. that one after cool. Christmas. Yeah, damn right, yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but I wanted really to show it to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the last but not the least is uh, City of the Living Dead. Okay. Like the, uh, the I have not Fulci seen it. Movie. I yeah, have I haven't seen it. seen it once. It's from the Gates of Hell trilogy. There's like three of them. I think this is the first one, and then it's the Beyond, and then House by the Cemetery. I, oh, okay. I saw City of the Living Dead, and I saw The Beyond, and I did not see House by the Cemetery. Right. Uh, it's sort of like a, that it was fully made as a sequel, or they just kind of, like, people just sort of mashed them together. I'm not sure of the backstory. Sure. It's almost, it could be like the George Romero, where the the three movies that he made aren't necessarily, like, direct tie-ins. You know, I feel like, you said you haven't seen it, right? No, I haven't. For being a number one, I'm going to go half point. As is number one, just because I know that there's better Fulci movies, even in the Gates of Hell trilogy, I think the Beyond is better, and I haven't seen the last movie, but I've, I don't know that I've ever heard people who are big Fulci fans say that this is their favorite movie, so. Gotcha, gotcha. So just going off of that alone, I, it seems a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical hippo-wise as it being a number one. Right. <laughs> so. he, he, um, <laughs> he has told me to watch this movie. So, yeah. but I, I'm gonna half a point because again I haven't seen it, so that's that. That's where the half point comes through because I'll take his word for it. Right. All right. So let's see. What do we have? I have nine. Five, six, seven, seven and a half. Mostly because I've not seen things. I think. Right. Right. So we still have a sixteen and a half. Yeah. Is that threshold? And so let's get through this last one here. Okay. One more. But yeah, I, I mean, for anyone that uh, hasn't sent it in, then please do, and we'll we'll uh, go through your stuff if you want. Yeah, if you're listening and you're like, guys, this 
reading other people's top tens is fucking stupid. Please stop. Then we'll <laughs> Just consider let us know. not doing it. Yeah, because like we can entertain each other. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, because uh, I have fun with this, but if it's not translating well, they absolutely let us know. But we're also using this as research. True. All right, last one <laughs> is from my buddy Rene Contreras, who is a longtime friend from Instagram and a good toy photographer, all-around okay. cool guy. He said he has uh, dragged me to hell. That was on mine. Okay. I love it. So that's a one. I haven't seen that, so half point. Uh, he has Saw, which is yep. a one and one. He has Sinister. Which we just yep. covered, so that's a one and a half. It's reoccurring. Yep. Uh, Urban Legend. Urban Ooh. Legends, the first one. Mm. I, mm. I don't know that I remember this game. It's been so long. Yeah, again, it's that glamour the, shot. The post, post scream, <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Is it a half pointer? Yeah, and for me, it's a half point, yeah. Okay. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck that movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next one is the the sixth sense. Huh. I don't know. I mean, I, I've I've seen or, it a long time ago. I know that it's a great movie. It yeah. kind of falls into that fringe thriller, suspense, drama, horror. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. Well, we won't debate if it's horror or not. We'll let him have it. No. I'm gonna let him have it. Uh, okay. I mean, it deals with dead people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ghost movie. And I love the movie. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last one, is, or not last one. Next one is Rosemary's Baby. I like this movie. I love it. It's classic, classic movie for me, or you know, eighties or seventies classic. Um, I have to admit that I don't think I've seen this one, so I have to go half pointer. It's it's probably it's probably something you won't like because it is like a religious. Okay. Um, I th- yeah, I think that is kind of why I've steered clear of it. Yeah, but it's great. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'm sure that I would feel the same as I do about a lot of them where I respect it, but I just mm-hmm. don't love it for me personally. Right. Uh, God, and I love those movies. I love those type, that, that genre of movie, too. Alright, next we have The Strangers. Have you seen that one? Oh, um, I I think, is this... No, that's the out, uh, Outsiders on the... Not Outsiders, like that. Strangers. <laughs> I don't think I've seen this one. Not The Outsiders. There's another movie called Outsiders that I dealt with ghosts. Um, no, this one is no, about... I, I have... It's about um, people that sit on their hand until it gets numb, and then they jerk off with it. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it's a it's a home invasion movie with a small cast, or they're trapped in the. Sorry, I couldn't help it. Every time I see the stranger, that's what I think of. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, no, it's one of these. Uh, you know, the small cast where the people break in. It's just a couple in the house. Uh, it's known as one of the best home invasion movies. I really like it quite a bit. I've seen it appear on okay. other people's top ten list for sure. So, okay. But you said you haven't seen it, right? So I, ha- I haven't. No. We'll give no. you the half point there. Uh, last couple here. We have uh, scream and mm, say growl. Growl. Which I'm kidding? <laughs> did you? I couldn't remember if you you gave it a point last time. Uh, half point. Okay. Oh, no, did I give a? I did. I think no. I no on Scream. I gave it a full point. Yeah, that's right. I did. Urban Legend was another the Scream because again it was the first of its kind. So, but I still growl at it. Okay, last two. Child's Play. Child's Play is great. Yeah, I love that movie. I mean, not much you can say. It's just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we have number one, which I knew in advance because him and I talked about his love of Mr. Michael Myers. 
Mm, okay. And so his number one is Austin Powers. He loves Mike Myers. Uh, no, sorry. It's, uh, say, it's I Halloween. thought you were going to say Halloween H2O. <laughs> no, his number one is Halloween. Because anytime LL Cool J is in a, ho- a horror movie, you got to give it a point. I think I actually sold him a Mike Myers figure because I ended up with doubles of the NECA one. Oh, nice. I could have that mistaken, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's that I had sold him the one that I had as a double. I think. I don't know. Let me know if I'm wrong, Renee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I had him at five, six, I had him at a nine, actually. You know what? I did, too. Eighteen. All right. We had 120 on that list, so that's yeah, yeah. pretty good. That's, no, that's pretty good. good. I didn't think we would get there. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we definitely appreciate you guys sending your feedback we will uh you know we'll take all this information in maybe if we get a few more mm-hmm. and we noticed that a few things maybe something that we haven't seen pops up on three four lists or something that happens to be on a whole bunch of lists or something then maybe we can make a show out of uh um you know top 10 movies from our our listeners lists yeah. to uh to do yeah, on again a we're, show. we're using this yeah, we're using it as research, also mm-hmm. a fun segment, but uh, again, if the segment is not translating, well, let us know, and then we'll just take that as research on the side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so I think that rips up this section, and then we will take another break, play some more Christmas music, and then we'll come back with some shitty Christmas movies. Yeah. snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire, and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came, broke through the chimney top, and me and Mom inspected them to pull out a dead cat or a bird, and instead they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms filled with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. He died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus.
Alright, welcome back. And now that we've got all that stuff out of the way, let's talk about our bad Christmas movies. So our yes. first movie is going to be the one that you chose out of yes. these, which is uh, it's from 2011 was the release, and the name is A Cadaver Christmas. So yeah, why don't so, you tell us a bit about this one. Yeah, so within picking our movies real fast, like I, uh, of course, we looked at movies that we haven't seen because we want to present something, you know, like like originally. Uh, here, go see this. I haven't seen it, and of course, we had our limitation of five out of ten stars max uh, on IMDb. Right. So this, this one is uh, four point eight out of ten. Just so we know. Okay. It does qualify. All right. So. Yeah, so it does qualify, and then we gave our own little personal rating at the end, too, so I'll, I'll share that uh, shortly. So the first thing that I noticed, which caught me, is is the visuals. The poster or the, the, the CD release on it had a very artistic feel to it, a very cool, you know, a title like Cadaver Christmas. You see, okay, it's a zombie film, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the, the, the artwork for it looks stylized. I'm like, okay, am I going to get this stylized movie uh, in, a, in the in the uh, same line of like uh, Deathgasm. I don't know if you guys seen Deathgasm. Oh, yeah. It's very stylized movie like that. And that's what I was like, cool. That's what I was expecting. Okay. Sure. So the plot summary on IMDb um, is now, and I'll kind of like um, do clip notes of this, but the uh, someone wrote, United by terrifying and bizarre circumstances, the janitor, the drunk, the bartender, the cop, his perp, and the student security guard must fight to undo a professor's work. A dark force is at work at the cadaver lab this Christmas, and this unconventional band of heroes are the only hope this world has against an army of living corpses that are quickly recruiting new members. The undead have been given the gift of life, and it's up to the janitor to take it back. So, a very creative way of saying, of like, it almost sets it up like, you know, a guy walks into a bar, because the movie starts... There's a bar scene, yep. and um, it's, it's a drunk guy and a bartender, and they're just kind of chatting. All yep. of a sudden, this guy comes in in a janitor costume, just drenched in blood, right. sits down or asks to use the bathroom, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, the bathroom's back there. So they're like, okay, should we call the cops? And this is already like intro. Like, you know, it's, it reminds me of that joke. A guy walks into a bar. Yeah, it does. So this, yeah, so this, this sheriff guy comes in there, and, and I guess he's already being attacked outside by what it seems to be zombies. So we're already setting up, okay, they're zombies, right? Um, the guy, the janitor comes out and the sheriff is asking him, what's going on? You must be responsible because you're the one covered in blood and there's dead people outside. Right. And the janitor proceeds to tell him, yeah, I work at the university. I'm a janitor and I just fought off a whole bunch of these things. And, you know, you, you're the sheriff, so you need to clean it up. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So he's like, well, you're coming with me. Because if we turn to find, we come to find out that the sheriff is no longer a sheriff, but he wants to prove to himself that he wants that he's capable of being a cop. Sure. And so he wants to prove himself. So he's like, "You're coming with me. We're going to crack this case." And and at the same time, for some, I, and I didn't really catch it. Maybe you did. He he grabbed the bartender and the um, put you know the patron with him too. Right. So he gathered up these. So now they get again like the like the synopsis said. You got this ragtag group. And you're going to go fight zombies. So the janitor is all reluctant. He's like, no, I, I can't go back there um, because I've already fought them. And I think it came about like, well, they can't just be contained. They have to be killed. Otherwise, they're going to get out to the world and kill everybody. Yeah. And you don't want to kill your family. And so everybody anyway. So they get to the, the college now. Again, it is like this ragtag team. You have a sheriff. You have the janitor. 
You have the perp that the sheriff had in his car. Right. And, and he is a perp <laughs> and a perp. Yeah. And uh, the bartender and the patron. Right. And then the, the woman security guard in there. So come to find out at the science lab, the professor has been working on a cure to bring his wife back from the dead. And within this cure, he's obtained this uh, bug or a um, like a bug, right? Like a insect or something or a yeah. parasite. That's what it was. It was a parasite. And he's been injecting the parasite into a bunch of cadavers to find this cure. And unbeknownst to the to the scientists or the the, the the professor, it's working. They all come back, you know, as mm-hmm. as the as living dead. Um, and through the movie, they it's kind of interesting because they weren't calling them zombies, right? They gave us that they're cadavers. They're cadavers. Well, they kept and, arguing, like uh, someone would say, yeah. zombies, and he's like, they're not zombies. They're cadavers. Yeah, they're cadavers. And they had rules. They're like zombies will come back from the dead. And it bites you, and, and because someone had gotten bit, and like uh, oh the uh, the bartender got bit, and he's like, look, see, he got bit, and he's not turning, and he turned around, and he's turned, he's right, turned into yeah. a zombie. Okay, so they're like, okay, now we're dealing with zombies, right? Um, but also there was a very interesting twist on this too that no zombie film has ever done. It was the level of when you turn into a zombie is is if it was early on, you weren't able to infect somebody else even if you bit them but mm-hmm. later on as as the longer you progressed as a zombie because of the parasite would grow in you and it'd be all over your, inside your blood and all that stuff that right. you can affect people because the bartender did turn um and then somebody else got bit later on and he didn't turn so right. that was kind of that was one thing i took back like okay they're doing something a little bit different of of a time frame um yeah so so the movie continues Typically, you know, we don't want to go into it scene by scene, but the movie continues typically where one by one they start getting they got start getting picked off and eaten. You know, there's there was only a few of them anyway. Um, they end up containing them all and uh, going through it. Like, I guess we're going to spoil it, right? We should spoil it. Uh, movie? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. OK, OK. So they end up containing it and they had this big fire at the front of the campus and they're burning all the corpses and they're like, I've saved the day. But in the meantime, again. The patron of the bar was bit, and the janitor well, uh, saved him, and they became friends. They, they got, like, like developed a kind of a friendship throughout. You think everybody else was eaten. The sheriff was eaten. The security guard, the perpetrate, the perp, right. which had a very had a sex scene with a corpse, right. which is <laughs> which is an interesting scene. Um, uh, they all were dead, so they're only two you know lone survivors, and that's what like you know the the patron was like, you know, what, kill me because I want to I don't want to be turned and. Uh, the janitor discovered that's when he discovered the level of like, wait a second, you're not turning. You would have turned a long time ago. And they discovered that whole rule of you were bit by someone who was just bit or just turned. So therefore, the virus didn't get a chance to fully infect him. So he wasn't uh, they figured, oh, it's all contained. So come to find out um, through the credits scene, right? The, as the credits were rolling, right. it was interesting how the movie continued and the police showed up. And they got arrested for it. And they had no proof of there was ever parasites right. or zombies because they burned everything. They burned evidence. So they got booked and they got put in jail for killing, for a mass killing. And during the end credit scene had like news reports of these two gentlemen were, um, you know, put away for the biggest mass killing in, in whatever in that town and stuff like that. So I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So that's the that's the basis of the movie. Real simple zombie film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very isolated sardine can isolated film. This IMDb gave it what four and a half stars out of ten. Uh, four point eight. Um. Okay. Four point eight. Um. I agree with that. I would give it a little bit lower, little bit lower uh, rating, like a three and a half to three point seven five, because it's it wasn't. Of course, the story wasn't groundbreaking, but. The visual effects in the in the film, as far as the stylized, which I was talking about in the beginning, like if you ever seen, you know, Deathgasm, that is a great movie to go see to reference what I'm talking about, like a stylized movie with like graphic splatter, uh, you know, text scrolling across the screen. I thought that's where the movie was going, and I feel like if the movie had a budget, that's where they would have taken this movie, and I would have bought into it a lot better. So I can understand why it was low mm-hmm. on the the star scale mm-hmm. and i agree with that star scale so um i i it took me a while to get through this movie i kind of lost interest here and there and it wasn't you know it's a low budget it's, a, it's an independent you know um i appreciate what they were trying to do with whatnot i think that they try to be funny and point in points like standing on an elevator for like almost two minutes of silence mm-hmm. it seemed like and it kind of took me out of it a little bit on and, it, and the movie tended to do that throughout, so there was a little bit of that, which it worked in a way. It was a little comedic, you know. It was it was trying to be funny at the same time, but again, it was maybe those those scenes were stretched a little bit too long. Um, cool killing scenes, like a lot of blood. I mean, it was pretty bloody. So what did you think? You you seen the you watched it, right? Did, did you get the same sense that they were trying like more of a stylized approach, but yeah, kind of fell yeah. short? Um, all okay. Right. So, <laughs> you gave me a lot there. You gave me about 10 minutes of, <laughs> of stuff to, I did. I did. <laughs> to unravel there. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, so, where do you even start here? The Right. I guess we'll start with the good of what I found in this movie was, I think that uh, I liked the the color palette, the atmosphere of the movie. They, they did a pretty good job of trying to throw Christmas color into the movie, even though there wasn't a ton of Christmas Christmas atmosphere. They tried to really yeah, keep a lot of like red tone and stuff to it. They, they it, it was enough there, and then you know over the top they did some holiday type music and stuff, and the, you know they had like the the Christmas suit and stuff on the guy. Uh, there there was enough of it I felt like to make it work, uh, but it was a little bit of okay. a flimsy premise. Um, sure. I really liked some of the comedy but some of it i didn't and that would get into what my one of my biggest dislikes of the movie was that it was like this intentionally stilted acting that a lot of these b movies do like it's yeah yeah it's not even that the actors are bad but they're acting the way that they're instructed to act to make sort of the synthetic b movie look like it's, it's like intentionally bad acting and i've seen it in a lot of movies sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't i don't know for me it always just kind of seems stupid like yep. i'd rather just see you try and act bit, yeah. it sort of straight and just have a little bit of a personality instead of trying to do this over the top dramatic acting yeah. um yeah. and i didn't really especially in the sheriff character and then you know they did like this retro film style where there was a lot of grain and stuff on the screen which was it, it can be cool to use that effect of giving it an old-time movie but i felt like it was a little right. too strong like they poured it on a little yeah. too thick, they could have dialed back the intentional green a little bit. But they did right. a that. Distracting. They, they, you know, the problem was that they did that with a mixture of like more modern style 
cinematography. So they have this right. old film style, but they're doing these like fast zooms and these quick pans and quick scans and like the style right. didn't match up with the aesthetic to me. So it was really hard. Right. And once I got past like the actual physical problems of, you know, the stilted acting and the a little too much grain on the screen and whatever, I just tried to sort of absorb what was happening. And overall, it was pretty well shot and, and pretty well made for having the lower budget. They still managed to throw a good amount of at least practical blood in. They did a lot of the off-screen kills, but they showed you the aftermath right. of a lot of it. Um, and then, you know, it didn't match up. Like, when we get to the security girl, she's just acting much more straight and doesn't even seem like that bad of an actor. Right. Where they are all acting right. like these over-the-top dickheads. Yeah. Um, especially the cop. I fucking hated that guy. Yeah, the, exactly. He was, he was like... Um, he was like the most over-the-top. Yeah, he reminded me of Paul Rudd a little bit. Yeah. When, when Paul Rudd tries to do that, like the like the argue, like argue with somebody or something. I don't know. It yeah, was, and it his, was really over-the-top. His, <laughs> his whole like shtick of blaming the janitor repeatedly was just getting old. It was constantly like... <laughs> yeah. It's like you've yeah. already killed zombies and you've been around all this stuff and then you come back and then there's zombies and you're like... What did you do, janitor? And it's like, motherfucker, right. we've already covered this like an hour ago. Why are you still? He even, I think he even references at one point. He's like, are you still on this shit with the blaming me for it, motherfucker? Like, I didn't do this. Like, right, I'm just a fucking guy. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was. You're right. The um, the the bickering through right. the movie, and I mean, some of know. it worked, but just the thing right. between them. I mean, that whole that whole cop character was just too much like he was above everybody else uh, in that yes. extra acting department um <laughs> yeah I it just seemed kind of stupid in that way but uh, you know i liked some of the other stuff the the part with the the perp perv that was arrested for fucking a goat and then <laughs> right, yeah he like sees a corpse and he's gonna fuck the corpse and there's like this porn music that starts playing in the background while he's like eyeing yeah. it up and but then i got confused because it cut to where it was like it was like a burned body but then it was a real body yeah i think it's like and what was he was seeing the corpse as turned into a zombie but then he looked back and it was a burned body again and i'm like what the fuck is happening here like yeah it was like it was good and then it was stupid so yeah it, yeah it was it was all over the place like i said the movie was to me it felt all over the place mm -hmm. it felt like it wanted to be this stylized movie but then it like i said sure. either they didn't have the budget for it and it just did what they could um yeah <laughs> and it could have been better if they just took away some of that false aesthetic to me i, I think would have helped if they or, tried to make it over the top and they yeah. throw the blood around and they do the off-screen kills but they dial yeah. back the acting and they dial back the screen grain and they dial back the zooms to make dramatic effect and, and stuff right. like that it just gets it's really like they old. didn't pick a direction you know right. They, they you're right like um if they would have picked a direction and and went full right. on that like Hey, just go, you know, full grainy and do things like you said. You said with just the off shoot kills or, or off off camera kills. Then complete that, like continue that through the whole film. Yeah. Instead yeah. of almost giving like three or four different styles and mashing it into one movie. Yeah, there yeah. was also um, there was a couple funny things like um, there was one part where they were all having a meeting and when the security girl had joined the team and she would just kind of go along with whatever the cop said because she kind of had a little crush on him or something. And mm -hmm. the, the, yeah. the goat fucker guy like just blurts something out and he's like, hey, shut that guy up. And then she just walks over and slaps him in the face and he stops talking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like laughing so much at that. <laughs> um, 
There was a part in the beginning when the janitor was mopping up the blood when they were showing how he discovered the zombies. Yes. And, like, it was it was literally the worst mopping job ever. Like, he was just wiping a dry mop <laughs> over it and just smearing the blood. Exactly. Like, what the fuck is wrong? This janitor sucks. Yeah. Uh, it was just pretty... There was a lot of the inconsistency intro was, stuff, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, I actually really liked the intro. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it, because it was that it was that setup of, you know, here's here's the most unbelievable group that you can think of as coming together as a team. Yeah. And then it had like it had and then it showed like the it had the guy's face um with a blood splatter and right. the blood splatter was all graphic and it said the janitor, you know, and it had you know like like a like a, almost like a comic book feel to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if this is what we're gonna get in this movie, I'm 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 with it. I'm 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 here. You're right about the grain effect that they put, like that over effect mm-hmm. through the whole thing. Like, oh, we thought shot this on, you know, 35 millimeter, mm-hmm. but no, you didn't. You just faking it. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. I'd rather not have them fake it and just shoot the way they're gonna shoot. Yeah. I I started you know? to feel like in the middle of the movie too, like there was not enough zombies. It was right. Like they introduced the premise right away. And then, they, like, they just come there, like, oh, there's a bunch of corpses outside, but they don't really show anything. And then they go to the school, and they don't really show anything. And it, it goes like through half of the movie before they really start showing mobs of zombies. Right, right. And I was starting to get checked out. And then they finally started right. to have them. Um, they did some cool kills, like the one when he killed the bartender guy with the desk, and he stabbed the leg of the yes. desk through his head. That was pretty sick. Yes. And that was one thing, like, they broke the rule, because uh, they weren't really zombies, right? They, they they were a parasite that was making them come back to life, because right. they were they were doing a lot of headshots, you know, they, they you know they shot people in the head, stabbed in the head, and they weren't dying. Right, right. You know, so that's why I was like, what's going on here? How come these guys aren't dying? So that's why they burned it, they burned all the bodies at the end, because they killed the parasite that was in yeah. them. So again, a little bit of a twist on the zombie take, on the zombie film, Um Within the, the Christmas theme, you were right, you were touching on it, which I didn't touch on my synopsis there. We always thought, okay, because that's one of those things that I want to see what kind of Christmas theme, why would they call it a cadaver Christmas? Right. And the thing I took about took away from it is in this college that this gender is working on, it is now Christmas break. Right. Okay. So it's, it's a little more that's MP, why he, yeah. correct. And that was the only thing about being is just the setting of Christmas and Okay. Putting uh, okay, we have to have the college empty. Okay, it's on Christmas break. But you're right; they did. Tr- there were some decorations on the wall. You know, there was the Santa suit. Um, yeah, they would show you know, it a, a lot in in the background. There would be posters or something or decorations. But even just the yeah. color palette of the movie, there was a lot of red and green, just you know, ambient lighting and stuff. There too, was that kind of adds to it. Yeah, it, and they were setting traps up. Right. Yeah, they were setting traps up with de- Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. You know. Or to trap the zombies, right? Right. So that was the that was the Christmas tie-in to this movie. Yeah, yeah. They did find a good way to to kind of shoehorn it in for sure. And mm-hmm. it was on Christmas Eve, like they had the joke where he's at the bar and he's like, "Who doesn't have someone to hang out with on Christmas Eve?" And he's like, "Dude, you right. don't have someone to hang out with on Christmas Eve." <laughs> so, oh fuck, you're right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the, the, so. Oh, the patron, the bar patron was the funniest, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, I loved him. He had like a, so many great little moments. He was drinking yes. the whole time and stuff, and just had his like flask that he kept drinking off of, and he keeps saying silly yeah. shit. Yeah, uh, he was saying like, um, "Oh, it was one of his best Christmas experiences." Uh, this right, this movie did one thing that drives me absolutely crazy in low budget zombie movies, or really in any zombie movies, is 
they had inconsistency of the fast and the slow zombies. Yeah. To me, that yeah. drives me crazy. Like, I don't, I don't care which way they are. Just make them all be the same. Don't have in one scene they're going so slow that they're just like standing there watching them come towards them for a couple minutes yeah. and they don't even get there. And then the next scene they're like running down the hallway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, because zombies you should be able to get away from pretty quick. Right, and if they're fast, then have them all be fast. Don't have a scene where yeah. they're circling around them like guys in a Bruce Lee fight waiting to get their ass kicked, just standing there waiting, right. you know, doing nothing. <laughs> like it's, it's right, uh, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you on that. That's one of my biggest things in zombie movies, is just be consistent. Fast or slow, I don't care, just do it all the time. Right, yep, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I fall in kind of about that same category as you. I, I was give this a three and a half, but then I think as I talked about it a little more, I start to like it a little bit more, so I'm giving it a four out mm-hmm. of ten. Um, I think there's a lot there, and I think if you are into that um, pseudo-grindhouse overacting type of thing, right. yeah, then you might like it a little bit more, but if you like that, then you probably are going to want a little bit more blood splatter than they offer. Um, sure. You know, they, they did have a cool setting. I don't know if they had to rent the place or how they got in there or whatever. But it was at least cool that they had several rooms to work with. It was a bigger stage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right on that. There was only two locations. One is the bar and then one was the actually like almost the whole college area. Yeah, they had you several know, different had... rooms that they kept going back to. Yeah, um, that was nice. That was cool. And, uh, and I, uh, I, I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, I, I think. You know, it's it's competent. There's there's love there. I feel like the it mm-hmm. seems like one of those movies where it's the the actors and the creators are kind of all on the same page. Like it seems like a, a friend movie or something. Hey, let's get yeah. together and make this movie. To, you know, to well, do I believe something. the janitor. I, I believe the janitor um, co-wrote. Okay. Some of this film. Some of this movie. Uh, I was this, I was watching an interview with him and the guy who who wrote it and directed it. Okay. And um, the janitor is one of the ones who initially wrote like this zombie okay. uh, movie, but they but they took uh, they took it all out and they left like this little short that they did about a blood a guy with you know blood walking into a barn and trying to explain himself. So they kept that premise and they turned it into a zombie film. Okay. So he is actually he actually did help uh, create this movie. Yeah. So overall, I think it's maybe not worth adding on to your list unless it sounds interesting to you or sounds like something you really would like. But this one, I would yeah, say, is I actually probably had a, a fail. Yeah, I, I would say it was a fail because, again, I went looking for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't go by anybody's review. And, I, and what got me was the cover art. Because I'm a yeah, sucker for the cover art. That, like, oh, that looks cool. It had that like high-budget drawing look. Like it was yeah. all a, a, yeah. a drawing of the guys. And it looked fun. Right. It looked absolutely, yeah, sorry. It looked, it looked really fun. And, um, you know, and uh, I don't know, it just, you know, a lot of times the, the art is better than the movie itself. Yeah. I think it was I fun. I felt for like sure. if they had more money. Yeah. If they had more money, I think they could have had some more uh, of that high tech computer effects going. Not, not CGI itself, but again, that overlay. Yes. Of, titles and stuff it would have been more fun to watch so. yeah yeah so yeah i i give it a four uh comes a little short of what the imdb rating is but yeah i actually went almost a full point lower so three and almost three and uh three quarters 3.75 yeah but it's it's not terrible i think there's some there's some good yeah. to it for sure 
Sure, sure. It was. It's if you, almost. If you look like, at it, I, I would say more of my the the lower part of it for me is more of the technical flaws than anything. Yeah, yeah. I always look at it. And go if I can look beyond what the movie wanted to be, or mm-hmm. look to the point where this is what the movie wanted to be, I can buy into it more. Right, you know? right. And which just I, realize that you know, time and money. Which I do. You know, I think that's why. Yeah. I think it's it's a good four, but it's not better than a four. <laughs> Right. Oh, if I that hear makes you. sense. Hear you. Yeah. Uh, good. So, uh, I think we're pretty good on covering this one. Let's uh, let's yep. play them a little more Christmas music. Okay. And then we'll come back with my pick of shitty Christmas movie. <laughs> nice. Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. second bad Christmas horror movie, which is my choice of Good Tidings from the year 2016. This comes with a whopping 3.9 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Wow. Although it is only rated by 212 people, to be fair. So a couple of really low ones can really skewer that, but still it counts. So we're going with it. Um, Yeah. This one was my pick. Um, it just kind of came up when I was searching for Christmas horror movies and then kind of checking the scores on them. And uh, the reason that I chose this one is... Well, Harry, let me get into the synopsis real quick. That's pretty okay. short. It just says, a homeless war veteran, which they don't really do a great job of establishing. No. A homeless... Well, they establish he's homeless, but not a war veteran. A homeless right. war veteran with a checkered past must rely on a side of himself once thought buried when he and his companions are targeted by three vicious psychopaths wearing Santa suits on Christmas Day. Uh, <laughs> this one, I mean, really the trailer sold me on this one. Um, I just went through the list and tried to pick out ones that fit the criteria and then just watched the trailer for them. And it looked like mm-hmm. it had good intensity and it looked like it had a little bit of a mean spirit to it, which I thought would be good to bring in at least one kind of more vicious mean-spirited type yeah. of movie yeah um i think what the the trailer sells is not quite what we get out of it but what we get out of it is not necessarily bad either right um the the whole story is uh it's really pretty simple like the the thing says it centers around this this homeless guy that he lives with a group of other homeless people that have kind of squatted in an old like courthouse i guess yeah it was a courthouse yep and they're having their little 
Christmas party kind of shindig. They've scavenged some food and some Christmas decorations and whatnot. Um, and at the same time, we have a group of three guys that escaped from seemingly some sort of mental hospital, but they're all bandaged up in their faces for some reason. Right. And they they kill a guy who has three Santa suits in his trunk, and they dress up in the Santa suits and somehow find the homeless people in this abandoned building and then just kind of start going through and terrorizing them, picking them off, killing the people one by one. Um, with kind of no rhyme or reason to the majority of it, it seems like they'll kill somebody and then they'll not kill somebody else. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a, a little bit disjointed in that way. There's there's no explanation. There's no about clear these, motive. About these yeah, Santas, there's no yeah. motive in this movie in this movie whatsoever. Which can be good. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily need the motive. Mm. Um, I mean, for some some stories, it's like you know the whole unexplained killer. The you know why is he doing it? It makes it more scary if you don't know why. But they sure, established sure. that I they're mean, crazy people yeah. and they're deformed in some capacity. That their faces right, are right. all like bandaged if, and then they wear masks. Exactly. So you know, because you almost assume they es- escape some sort of mental health facility in the very beginning of the film. Right. Right. So, so it, that you know, would be the just, motive right there. It's it's a you know a classic kind of siege narrative or bottle narrative, whatever. They're all trapped inside. They lock right. the doors. They won't let the people out. They're trying to kill them. We have our main characters trying to fight them off to stay alive and get out. Um, but you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was actually pretty overall. I was pretty pleasantly surprised with this one. Um, I watched this second after all through the house but before I watched Cadaver Christmas. And, uh, you know, it was actually a really well-made movie. Um, yeah. I thought that they, um, they they had good enough actors who, even though they were all seemingly unknown, they acted really well. Uh, at least, you know, the human people, the, the Santas, I found to be super annoying right away. Like, they were... They were like cartoonishly <laughs> crazy, you know. Like Did it was a little bit over the top. You noticed what their names were. Did yeah, you notice what the names were in the credits. Yeah, I noticed in the credits, and uh, I was yeah. like, "Oh, really?" Like that was kind of like they were named after the Three Stooges. Yeah, Larry Moe and Curly. So it kind of almost made sense that they were kind of yeah had a little bit of uh, of a personality to them. But they didn't really establish it, and then they just kind of threw it in the credits. That oh, look, they're the Three right. Stooges. That's why they're crazy. <laughs> um. Exactly. I just exactly. found them to kind of, you know, wear me down a little bit. They they seemed like that that uh, I had said before, the cartoonishly crazy. Yeah. It's like where they yeah. go so far over the top to demonstrate how much of a psychopath they yep. are. Yeah. Where the guys like, you know, Looney Tunes bouncing around, Bugs Bunny, you know, right. laughing and kind of. It, it was fine, but I just found it to wear me down a little bit. Um, yep. I agree with that. But I think that the actors were great. The music was good. The setting was Music was good. fantastic. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, I liked that abandoned courthouse thing. It mm. looked really cool. They, they kind of like kept, they right. come back around to like... Keep going back to it. Yeah. You know, this is the room where they keep the prisoners. This is the room where this is, you know. Um, but overall, not terrible. I mean, I definitely have some issues with it. It's, it's uh, not a 3.9 in my book, but it's not, mm-hmm. uh, not a modern classic either, necessarily. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. How did you feel about it? Um, okay, so my uh, the pros. I'm gonna go with the pros first because I actually really enjoyed this movie. Right. I, I I enjoyed it because of the cinematography was great. 
like the shots that they used was were, were really cool. The costuming, the acting was great. Right. The music tore to it. It was I, I, I fell in love with it, like because they kept doing this chanting the overall over you know uh, throughout the um, the film like this uh, reoccurring uh, chanting music that they kept going, but it had like a Christmas lyrics to it. Yeah. If yeah. you noticed, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, that is like really creative. And without that, I probably wouldn't not like this movie. Right. That kind of put it over the top of me. You are correct in the overacting of the psychopaths. Like, we get it. You're crazy. Yeah. I, I get it. Um, there was actually a lot of psychological terror that was going on in this, too, because they would, you know, they at that one scene when they cut the guy's, the woman's husband's head off and they were torturing her with the head. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, uh, I had that as a plus in my ledger. Right. That was a good, not bad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So there was that torture going on, and then, of course, the killing, the systematic um, of everything going on. Now, what this film did really good was when the San- the three Santa Clauses came in, and they locked the doors, and they had their room, and they had the party going on. When they were walking in, everybody was like, kind of like, oh, this is weird. This is different. Who let these guys in? And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, in the corner, the guy just takes out a machete just slits someone's throat. And right. then everybody's like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. That was almost like a, a really cool moment that yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And and so and you could see the terror on people's faces like, OK, we got to get out of here. So yeah. it just with those right positives. Yeah. So those are positives that I like the movie. Right. What I didn't like was the over the top loony. Like you said, the looniness of these characters. Yes. Uh, they just go in there and they just kill for the sake of killing. And there's three of them. I don't know. I, I, I needed a. I needed a motive in this in this movie, yeah, in this aspect because there was three of them. Well, especially because you know they I mean? set up that they were crazy and that they were yeah. obviously some kind of patient somewhere. Because when we first see them, which it was a really cool opening scene, I yeah. love the beginning of it. They come out, and uh, it's funny because it was in the trailer too. I don't know if you watched the trailer to this movie. They show part, I think, yeah part of this yeah. opening scene, and it makes you think something, and then it's completely irrelevant to the movie at all. They have like this drunk guy in Santa pants and a wife beater, and he comes out to take a piss in the backyard. <laughs> he fails and, at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, not, I wrote this down because it's so stupid. He's like, all right, so he comes out, and he's all—he's obviously drunk. He's carrying a bottle. He right. puts the bottle <laughs> on top of like a rain, uh, a fake deer, so that he could take a piss. Then the bottle falls off, so he gets pissed that his bottle falls, and he kicks the deer. Which the deer doesn't fall, and then he falls over. Yeah. And then he gets up, and he pulls his pants up and walks away, and he didn't even piss. Yeah. And I'm like, the yeah, fuck hey, you? The whole reason he came out was to piss, was, asshole. I was like, dude, don't you still got to piss? <laughs> yeah, like, what the seriously. <laughs> but so then, I don't know, the guy goes to get in his car all drunk to drive away and go be Santa somewhere. And then these three psychopaths pop up behind him and fucking cut his head off with a shovel and then yeah. steal his Santa yeah. clothes. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, it was this really yeah. cool opening scene. It was kind of like funny, and then it was like, oh shit! You get it right away with like the fake head cut off and everything. It looks pretty mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is gonna be some intense shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I also I had a few other things that I I didn't really like. Some of it just felt sort of cheesy, like they took some sort of familiar tropes and whatever and tried to shoehorn some of that stuff in to be like, look, you're watching a horror movie. Like yeah, they had one yeah. where they were um, the Santas were killing a guy and people were hiding on the other side of a wall where the window was, 
and then the, right. San- the Santa like puts his his bloody handprint on the glass and then walks away. And it's like, come on, we get right. it. Like the whole bloody handprint thing was kind of cheap. Um, they had one part where they showed um, like a, a disemboweled body with intestines sticking out, and it was clearly like right. a sausage. Like you could see the fucking link <laughs> spaces in it. They didn't even unlink the sausage. <laughs> I was right. like, what? Uh, my biggest problem with this movie was that. The the gore was like terrible in it. There was barely any, barely any practical gore, other than the sausage intestines. Right. Um, yeah, and we just had a lot of when they did show gore, there was CGI. A lot of it was implied, like they were just like, right. "Oh, I'm about to stab this lady," and then you know, like the one he stabs the lady in the face with the pipe a bunch of times. And it's like right. it's fine if you don't have the money to show that actually happening, and they do it off screen. But yeah. then they don't give you the follow-up shot where you see the aftermath of what happened. So at least like right, show us afterwards her face all fucked up or something. Yeah, because they stabbed a woman with a, with a lead pipe in the head. Right. They chopped some guy up with an axe right at the beginning. Right. You never see that guy anymore. Right. Um, they stabbed, you know, stab, killed a guy through a candy cane through the eye. Right. <laughs> you saw the aftermath of that later, but they didn't it, even show the camera. guy's face. Yeah. So there yeah, was so, not enough. Yeah, I think. You, of yeah. like it could have made it more it could have added to the mean spirit i guess you could say like that i was looking for sure. out of it i wanted it to be this sort of savage rob zombie christmas movie or something you know it right, almost had right. that sort of that look to it where it was going to be that type of a thing but um, yeah then they, they I, shied um, away from it too much and the cgi when they did use it yeah. was terrible and i'm like well yeah it was they should just not even bothered and just like threw some red paint around or something <laughs> It's not that hard. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I um, I um, I rated this at our maximum rating. I put it at a five out of ten. Oh, okay. Because I think it, it's not one of those movies where I go, oh, this this holds up to other movies, but it's almost at that threshold to be sure. Because I, I actually really enjoyed like again, the cinematography was I, I bought into it. Yeah, yeah. And the tone of the movie I, I bought into it, but the. Yeah. What took me out of it and brought it back down to like, okay, don't go above a five on this because, and you're right, it was that practical effects. It was the cheesy, um, you know, little horror moments here and there. And then the over the top, you know, laughing at points that that was just like, that's stupid. You, you know? know what they should have, they should have had like the one Santa be super fucking baddie over the top and then have the other two just be more stoic and and, and that's how i thought they were doing kind yeah, of like because, a like a last house on yeah. the left thing you have like the girls the crazy one yeah you have the loose cannon yeah, yeah. and you have the stoic leader you know if they had more right. of that kind of and a paradigm it would were. work yeah I, I agree with that a hundred percent yep um i i i liked a lot of things about it i had a couple more things i thought that were pretty cool um um yeah th- th- i put a note about the thing when they cut off the lady's husband's head and then yeah. he, he takes the head out of the bag, and then he has a mistletoe that he holds <laughs> over top of the head, and he wants to make the lady make the lady kiss her dead husband's decapitated yeah. head. <laughs> and it had some awesome music playing during that scene in particular. I wrote, yeah, um, yeah. And I love the the present exchange scene, like the one yeah, the yeah, one exactly. former junkie girl kind of is playing that sympathetic character where she starts to play on the weakest one's sympathies and befriend him and this yeah. whole weird present exchange thing where he's just wrapping up stuff to give to them it was like yeah. super creepy and unsettling and sometimes it, it actually like worked or something. Yeah. yeah like it really it, yeah, worked exactly. well 
the the widow lady who had her husband's head decapitated has this great moment where she freaks out and then you know goes all postal and beats the fuck out of two of the Santas with a baseball bat. Yeah, but they still managed to recover because she didn't beat him up bad enough. They did the, so the classic like, "Oh, beat him up enough. Let's get out of here." Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, just kill them. So he... <laughs> no, I know. I never finished the goddamn job. And and then and then with um the lead character, you're right with the 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 supposed war vet. Right. They touched on it very very briefly when he had his shirt off. He had a bunch of scars, and the woman's like, "So you must have saw a lot of action." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And that was it. But um. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't afraid of Santa's, and he was trying to confront him. He's like, "We have to kill them." Right. You know? Right. And so. My one last, like, big, I guess, sort of negative towards it would be that the fight choreography was fucking terrible. This oh, my God. Especially no, with, was, like, the I'm main, you that up. The main <laughs> guy, Sam. It, like, he was great as a lead actor, but then when they had him fight, it was like watching, like, D-level backyard wrestling moves. They just, like, had <laughs> no choreography skills on it. Was, I don't know, it was terrible. And then they went, the, right, the fight right. scenes went so long for being bad, like, yeah. at least... Just cut them short. I mean, I'm the sorry, movie, but if you're seeing somebody get punched in the face, they're going to go down. Yeah, you get, and the I punches mean, weren't even like, like effective yeah. looking, or like, no. I don't know. It was, just, it was definitely bad fight choreography. That was one of my biggest problems. They kept uh, having I, these I, fight I, scenes, and I'm like, oh my god, these fights are so terrible. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, and I, it, was, it was clumsy. Yeah. It wasn't even like it wasn't even poetic. It were, uh, uh, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good at all. I remember. I'm glad you brought that up because I was like, like, I just remember like, oh my god, yes, that was something I was laughing out loud with. Yeah, they had some good visuals though, like they had the one scene where they dragged all the bodies in and set them up in the jury box and then brought the people in. Yeah. And they had to like see all the dead people sitting yep. in the jury box there, just more of that torment stuff. Um, yeah, there was a lot of that psychological torture that went on. And uh, I also like that it left uh, an unresolved ending, like it was resolved and then... I mean, you get to where, you know, a couple people survive, they kill all the Santas, or do they, because one of them, you see, gets up right. and is standing in yeah, the doorway. the classic horror moment. So, yeah. Yeah, the body was there, they turned, they turned back, oh, it's gone. Right, Oh, my right. God. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like that. I thought that was good to make it not like, oh, we killed them yeah. and we live happily ever after now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely had, because I don't know, two of them, two of the Santas got killed, right, in the, in the big one. So this one, I actually uh, I, I followed a little more closely with this one. The other movie, mm-hmm. I was also having trouble staying awake and following that one. Um, yeah, I did too. So I actually wrote out a little bit of a final thoughts here, but um, I don't know. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts on on this, or want me to read? My no, I, I I go ahead and read yours. Uh, I um I think I said everything, but I I just wanted a motive. I I I really did want a motive on this one. Yeah, I think if they I, could have at yeah. least given us a little bit more on that yeah. and if they could have um you know tweaked a few things even just give us a little bit more blood a little less bad cgi it would have been a lot better yeah uh all right so i have my final thoughts and i said it's not a bad low budget flick that really stuck to its tone and plot while not trying to overly complicate matters and trying to make some sort of a forced twist which i did also we didn't really talk about the plot very much because there really wasn't much to it and they did right they didn't try to overcomplicate it, which was good. I feel like they weren't they okay. weren't trying to punch up too much, you know. They were like, let's right, just make right. this simple gotcha. and focus on the characters, you know. Uh, the, yeah. the cartoonish craziness of the Santas really sort of wore me down. I feel like it could have been dialed back or just minimized to like maybe one of them. 
Um, and then I said the other big disappointment was just very little attempt to incorporate real gore, relying too much on off-screen antics and bad CGI, but not even showing the, the aftermath of the off-screen kills. Um, I yeah. think that the actors were very good, except at fighting, and the setting <laughs> was well used, and the tone and the score were awesome. Um, it, it had, you know, enough Christmas atmosphere, kind of the same thing. They had some mm-hmm. some recovered Christmas decorations. We had the giving out presents, the wrapping presents, obviously guys dressed in Santa's. Um, as right. a, you know, if it was a little less crazy, a little more blood, it could have really been great, but I gave it a 6 out of 10 actually it came up quite a bit from where it originally oh. was so yeah yeah it, i came up to a 5 yeah yeah i think the unlike the other movie it had a lot more of the technical stuff good but at least in cadaver christmas they didn't rely on cgi blood they did it with makeup and paint and all that kind Correct. of stuff they just their story got way off where this one had better technical cinematography and better acting and better story, but it didn't have the practical effects or anything really. So yeah, uh, I um at the end of our reviews, I'll have a almost like a Frankenstein of all three movies that I see did well that could be one good movie. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, I, I I like this one. I would say I could I could very lightly recommend it. Sorry, I kind of couldn't think of the right way oh, yeah. to say it, but <laughs> I I could very lightly yeah, recommend I <laughs> this. I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I found it to be entertaining. Yeah. I, I wasn't really, like, bored through it. It, it keeps you engaged. It's pretty full-on. You just have to accept yeah. the fact that they spent no money on practical effects. There's even one scene where they have, like, a practical throat cut, and then it immediately switches to, like, a CGI blood splatter. I'm like, what? Yep, I saw that. I was like, whoa, what the hell? So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not a bad movie, though, I think. That one... Yeah. I, I was glad that... I picked that. I enjoyed it. Yeah, when it was sober, I was like, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. You know? Yeah, it could have easily been a, like, a seven. I was kind of happy you picked it. Yeah, it could have been a seven. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit better. So we'll see. I don't right, know if, right. the, cool. if those guys have made many other movies since then. I'll have to see if maybe they did anything else. Maybe they looked that up. improved it. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I think we're good on this one. Uh, we are yep. going to have another quick break here, and then we'll come back with our last movie picked by the listeners from our Facebook group. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl. Santa baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Think of all the fun I've missed Think of all the fellas that I haven't kissed Next year I could be just as good If you check off my Christmas list 
Santa baby, I want a yacht and really that's not a lot. Been an angel all year, Santa baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. One little thing I really need The deed To a platinum mine Santa baby Hurry down the chimney tonight Ooh Santa cutie And fill my stocking with a duplex And checks Sign your ex on the line, Santa baby. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. I really do believe in you. Okay, and we are back with the last movie that was chosen from a poll of movies that we put on to our Facebook group page, which I encourage everyone to join if you're a fan of the show and you're not already in the Facebook group page. Just uh, search on Facebook for Who Will Survive Horror Podcast and the group page will come up. We'll get you in there and we're going to try to have more interactive stuff like this all the time. Yeah, as far as, uh, you know, lists or polls or questions or whatever. So, uh, the last one is a movie called All Through the House from the year 2016. It was actually made in 2015, released 20. Uh, All Through the House is the story of a deranged, masked Santa Slayer who comes to town for some <laughs> yuletide terror. He leaves behind a bloody trail of mutilated bodies as he hunts his way to the front steps of the town's most feared and notorious home. That's the synopsis from IMDb, whether fully accurate or not remains to be seen. Right. It's, yeah. yeah. It's um, kind of off a little bit. So this um, is really, uh, the, the, the listeners picked a pretty crazy one for us here. So I think we're going to try and simplify this. And there, mm-hmm. this one really is the only one of these movies that has something that could be spoiled to it. So if you haven't seen the movie and don't want the ending spoiled, um, I guess, you know, we could try to warn before the very end of the movie, but it's not anything too crazy that you haven't seen before. Necessarily. It's not like, so, yeah, it's not spectacular. It's right, just, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so this is uh, the story of a girl that comes home from Christmas and uh, we found out pretty early that her mom is dead and she's coming to stay with her grandma and just. Uh, you know, visiting her old hometown and reuniting with some friends. And while this is going on, there's a sub-story of Santa killer going around and, and killing people really, really brutally in a lot of with scenes. The, uh, yeah, his with sheer of, clippers, yeah, or weed clippers or something. Yeah, oh, go ahead, you were getting to that, sorry. Oh, that's right, his weapon of choice is the, the hedge clippers, or the, the hedge yes. shears. Um, and, uh, you know, there's he's going around doing a lot of killing at the same time. 
we're also following this girl that came home to her next door neighbor or across the street neighbor is this crazy old lady that is super into Christmas and has her house decorated oh as shit, but still wants to hire more yeah. people to help her decorate her house. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it kind of unfolds into a lot of plot thickening moments. Uh, long story short, the group of girls ends up at this lady's house to help her decorate. And Santa also finds himself at this house and starts yes. uh, picking off the girls after he's picked off a whole bunch of scenes, uh, a whole bunch of people in previous scenes earlier in the movie. This one is definitely the most uh, the most brutal movie of the three that we watched. Yes. Just because it has tons of, of really great practically done kills. Um, the one thing I will say is this one has a lot of not intentionally average acting in it. <laughs> I, I felt like the actors right. were, were not great but it wasn't like in Cadaver Christmas where they were intentionally being bad. They were just right, yeah. kind of doing what they thought they should be doing, and it felt a little bit fake and kind of forced at times, but it, it was, wasn't the worst. Yeah, it was forced, yeah. Script reading, turn to the left, look up. You mm-hmm. know, it was very right, uh, right. telegraphed. Um, and there was, uh, you know, some forced storylines into this one. I, I feel like uh, this one is sort of the opposite of Good Tidings, where they crammed so much stuff in and made this really complicated story that, at times you felt like you were kind of losing interest in at least me personally mm-hmm. um but at the same time they kept you hanging in the movie with a lot of violence a lot of you know naked women and a lot of craziness of it, and yeah. stuff so yeah. it was uh, a i felt uh you know a movie that struggled to have a clear identity of what kind of movie it wanted to be yeah but uh i don't know what did you what did you think about this one? This movie, I liked it a lot. Uh, of the three films that we picked, I, I actually liked this movie a lot. And okay. the reasons and, and, and the reasons why I thought it was shot very well. Right. Um, it was actually very good quality compared to the next, the last two films as far as like, you know, the, the style they use, I guess. They, it looks like they had more money oh, put yeah, into yeah. it. Yes, the... Yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, the acting it was a little bit one of those. Okay, I could buy in. You know, I, I guess I can oversee some of the acting uh, because it it really was like uh, coached acting. You know, stand here, look up, very systematic. Yeah. But anyway, and that's, that could just be part just, of the budget that they could only afford exactly. people that were just kind of starting out. Plus, yeah. they wanted to get girls that were willing to show their tits, so you oh my might God. not always get the best actors. <laughs> yeah, saying. and this movie had a lot of it, and I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate the eye candy. It was great. Um, <laughs> you talk about going to and picking every supermodel you can, putting it in your film, and it, it, that's where money went, I think. Right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, but uh, um, I like the story in this one too. The story actually had a very cool, uh, it, it, like like it's it puts the the character coming back to her hometown. And it puts her into the most dire position available. And she actually did have some unanswered questions as as her character that we got later on in the film. Right? So mm-hmm. we always had that looking forward to. So every scene I was like, okay, I'm going to get more story. So right. that was a good point on this film. And I actually appreciated a lot of it. Yeah. And, yeah. and the Santa Claus in it was actually, I was actually scared for him or scared of him because yeah. he, he had a, look like a black mask or a gray mask or something that, they would do real good close-ups on his eyes. They uh-huh. get that psychotic look and everything, and uh, you know the dingy uh, Santa Claus outfit. And 
Uh-huh. This is the movie out of all three had the most Christmas theme going on. I mean, people. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just the yeah. It wasn't just the old lady or the the older lady house that. Even even when the girl came back to her grandmother's house, everything inside was lit to the shit. Like oh yeah, like Christmas lights all over inside the house. Like they really uh-huh. overdid it. It reminded me of like, uh, well, how like Rob Zombie overdoes his aesthetics. You know, yeah. with pumpkins everywhere in, in the bathroom. You oh, know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know every house <laughs> every house had abundance of Christmas decorations. Which I get it. It's Christmas. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so that was that was cool because it put me in that mode of this is the holidays and is uh, is easily to bring have a Christmas movie to bring in family to create a subplot by having it during Christmas time. Yeah. So uh, that's this that's what this movie did. It, it drew it drew in characters because it's Christmas. Right. Yeah. Which was I, good. I liked the, um, um, the the Christmas lights always being on in the background when they would yeah, have good yeah. focus shots on the foreground people and then you would just see those those christmas lights as as like photography bokeh in the background you know the little circles yeah. of light yeah. that are blurry um they had oh, like a ton 100% of that percent this yeah there, it was almost yeah. like over the top at some point but i feel like that oh, yeah. sort of fit half of what they were going for with this movie with the whole over the top thing it, it exactly. fit along with that idea it never of, took you of everything, everything yeah. being extra it never took you out of that element no yeah no. exactly it never took you out of that element of we're in a different setting no they they were very consistent from the beginning to the end as the the aesthetics and the the placement of everything so yeah. i appreciate that in the movie i really do and um if i had to say anything negative about it i think that it, the story wasn't as strong it right. had a story which i appreciate but the story wasn't strong enough to like oh this is cool you know i understand why it got five out of or i don't know what, what did it get on imdb oh this was a what did this one this was a 4.8 as well it was you okay. know up there I don't almost a five yeah i don't agree with 4.8 but i understand why people would give it a lower rating yeah, yeah you know it's uh and you can tell that they actually put some money behind this movie and, and the visual effects and everything because the kills let's talk about the kills in this yeah. movie um, oh, there were so with, many. With, uh, yeah, with uh, weed shears or, you know, hedge clippers. Right. <laughs> you can get real creative with that. I, and, I, and I loved it. Um, there was uh, some funny moments. I was la- I actually laughed out loud a, a few times. You know, the grandmother in the film was hilarious. Right. Dropping, dropping F-bombs. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, uh, Even her kill was the, great the, when Grandma died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, fuck yourself. You know, it's great. <laughs> they like pushed her um, off the cliff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But no, so I, I like was... that they committed to the one weapon for the killer. It was like, yes, this is his thing, and he kept coming back to it. He kept getting it back in one way or another. I don't know if he found a second pair of them or something, or yeah, uh, he just but had he, would, it. Um, he would definitely keep coming back to that because they kept using it. Um, you right. know, we we had the the couple scenes where he he uh, right in the beginning they have like a a sex preparation scene right and uh this, this is one of like the funniest things i wrote where <laughs> the, so the the guy propositions this girl that they're gonna have sex she's like well, let me take a shower she's like just go and get ready for me and then he's standing in the bedroom with his back to the <laughs> camera and his arms over his head and he's like trying to convince his dick through a monologue to get hard yeah like they're having pop because she kept saying like I'm going to go in the shower and yeah. do my thing and you go get ready because you know you've been having this problem. So 
it's like, oh, we're getting deep now. We're we're getting into some, you know, L- uh, <laughs> EDD problems here, you know. So and the guy's in there trying to smack it around and getting himself arrested. Yeah, he's like yelling at his dick and shit. Like, like what yeah, the fuck? he's like, come on, we. Yeah, he was like seeing some lines, and I was just I was just laughing my ass off. It was fun. I know. Then Santa Kim comes in and cuts his dick off with the head shears. Okay. Yeah, and we see it. We yeah. see it flop on the ground. Didn't look like a dick. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, uh, you get the implication at least. Yeah, exactly. But then I know you okay, had brought so this up. We had dick decapit yeah, dick decapitation number one. Right. In the movie. <laughs> right. But then not very much later they have another scene where he cuts another dude's dick off. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, yeah. this is this I don't know, it at that point I'm like, What the fuck? Why is he just cutting dicks off? Right. Like it seemed well, this like is it where, didn't matter. This yeah, this is where I said there's gotta be a connection here. Yeah. This is the because again two in a row almost, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna come to play right, later right. on. Like I, I made a mental note, mm-hmm. and it did. It did come oh, uh, yeah, to yeah. play later. No, and, there was uh, great kills though. Like he, um, yeah, he would like stab people with them um, mm-hmm. through the, the eyes. He, he stabbed like through the door into the person's head. Yeah, into the mouth of the blades that come out of the girl's mouth. Yeah. Um. The cut, the best scene, cut the one girl's of the cool scenes off. was he was hiding. Yes. Um, hiding under the bed and mm-hmm. the girl was on top of the bed and he kept stabbing through yeah yeah and every time where her hand would be and it was like a terror moment you know right and <laughs> so that was that was good yeah um yeah it was it was fun like like very creative mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't bland you know and it wasn't um it wasn't like the like like in good tidings where the kills were almost uh i don't know not they were over the top kills on those movies where and it had to send a message this guy was doing it just to kill you know stab somebody through the head and then yeah. be gone well, then it they wasn't were, like displaying the bodies and whatnot. So. they were like everything was done in front of you in this movie yeah. where the other one they didn't really show anything and they were trying to make that movie seem more mean where this movie they were trying to make it seem more fun almost this was like it reminded me of a, of a 80s slasher film yeah you know that's what had that theme going forward you know where you know the the our main characters are going on their business and all around them people are dying right you know in the most horrific ways until it catches up to them right right so i think we should probably talk i don't even write down her name we should talk about the crazy lady um the crazy lady was miss garrett oh right right, Garrett. Garrett, that's right yeah yeah um yeah she was awesome i i I liked i really liked her character i know i really did now to set it up a little bit is like you know this is the house and the in the synopsis is like the house that uh you know nobody wants to go to whatever but she's like the single mom that used to have kids because it comes up later that you know she had she had kids and other kids are gone husband's gone she's Mm -hmm. by herself and she's like always bait you know she's like that woman always baking cookies right right whatever but her house is decked to the walls and there are santa claus statues everywhere and mannequins creepy like like with burnt eyes? Did you see that? Yeah, like, I said like burnt was... eyes and weird. I said that. Uh, um, what did I say about her house? Oh, I said the lady has a uh, full blown maniac decor with tons of Christmas atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, it was like the and, it was like in the maniac where there's all these mannequins around <laughs> and she's That's like right. talking to them like they're her friends and her family. And exactly and what? She, and exactly so we get the we get the um, sense that she had a daughter. Right. Right. And her daughter went missing, so she has this mannequin dressed up in this nice red dress, and she keeps talking to her and referring to her as her daughter, right, and all right. these other mannequins. But it just seems like 
and she had this hatred towards men. You know, like you would have, uh, she would refer to males, every male in her life, when she would talk about him, she would talk really bad about him. Right. And we did, we did come to find out that she was raped. By a bunch and of Santas. And that's why she hosts this. By a bunch of Santas. <laughs> and, but, but it's funny, but yeah, but she, but she builds them and carries them around, but that's why they're disfigured a little bit. Like, yeah. if you really pay attention, they're, you know, they're disfigured. And, uh, so there's this, there's this fetish going on inside her house. And so, yeah, you know, I was, we have her, but I was blown away was by great. the rape by the group of Santas. I was like, yeah, what? The, I know. It's like, and then the Santa brought all the other Santas in to have a turn with me. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, really? <laughs> You're going to make Santa fucking rape well, the, you. That's not cool. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> she kind of like, not make him rape you, but you know what I mean. Even, the story made yeah, him a rapist. She even had a mannequin in her bed with a Santa Claus hat. I know. And a bunch of lipstick kisses all over the body of the mannequin. So she was obviously stuck in some sort of psychological right, uh, right. mindset that she had to have these Santas around her still. But a very, very hatred towards men. Okay, right. So that comes in play and also comes in play with the, the severed penises. So, right. Well, and so. they uh, and the the kids too. I mean, they they end up, um, you know, exposition dumping all this backstory about how right it was um, the crazy lady's husband and the other girl with the dead mom, Rachel. Um, Rachel is her name in the yeah. Film, Rachel, the, her her dad and crazy lady's husband were were fucking back in the day, and uh, so they were cheating on on uh, her mom that died and then yes it she ended up revealing that she actually killed her mom right because she wanted her to in the get bathroom. out of the way right uh she killed her she killed her mom i don't know what did she kill the husband no remember. no didn't she she framed the husband didn't she for the That's disappearance right. of the kid right so she had a daughter that we you know um rachel was a star in the film right had always come to this house and it did the daughter would be at the window and she always like come out and play and come out and play and, yeah. and the mother it's, it we just seemed like it was an overbearing mother yeah and one day you know she wouldn't let her daughter come out and play but in one day the daughter just disappeared right okay, so and that was the whole talk of the town that's why this crate that's why there she's the crazy lady in the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah the talk of that town is that her family's gone so you want to go ahead and give the first twist away um well which the first the, twist of of the, the daughter uh, yeah so they they revealed that um, so she had all these hard feelings because she basically got pregnant from this girl's dad, not from her own husband. And right. she, um, at the same time, uh, the the girl was conceived with her mother from the same guy. <clears throat> but the crazy lady gave birth to a son who mm-hmm. was supposed to be a daughter. So it was really just like a mistake that she was right. born with that penis. So we just had to, you know. Get that thing out of the way because that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> exactly. So uh, did she, you know, she cuts the kid's dick off when he's a baby and right. just raises him as a girl. She wanted a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and and she was jealous that her husband, I guess, uh, impregnated the neighbor, uh, the neighbor's wife. Right. And and that and she had a girl, so that's why she killed. You know, the that's this is a spoiler. This is the area of the spoiler, which we should have said before, but it's fine. Well you said um, give away the twist, so Yeah. So uh, there that's how why she was stalking, you know, the the lead in this film as to take her as her own daughter because she gave birth to a son which went insane, ended up in a sane asylum. Right. 
and and then he's the Santa Claus coming back terrorizing for his mother. Right. And that's why he was cutting off penises and gut and doing these things until he got back to the house. So um that was I, I, I kinda like that. I kinda like that story and how it went. I really because there was something to follow and there was there was always every scene gave us more, you know, and I think yeah. that was pretty creative in a way. Well they so. gave this uh they they gave this like gender identity motive yes type of thing yeah, where you know i mean obviously if if that was a real story you could see that the person would go crazy and start cutting people's dicks off when they found out that right, they were right. a boy that had their dick cut off and a lot of it was kind of based around other sexual situations and whatever too so mm-hmm. it definitely makes sense that that was uh that was a part of the motive um as far as fabricating all that stuff to create the motive is sort of unbelievable <laughs> but it is a christmas horror movie yeah. after all so <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly but no i i think they did a good job about wrapping it up because at, at a certain point during the movie when they were introducing all these different storylines i was kind of feeling like i just i don't care about all these other storylines they should just simplify mm-hmm. it but yeah it yeah did sort of twist back around together yeah, you're right. They kind of went a long way around of a really short road. Right. You know, to, to tell that story. And they, you know, it was funny because they, they put it right out in front that the lady was crazy. And so you're like, well, she's obviously involved in something. She's right. got mannequins around the house. And it was like, that it was, was, the it was part pretty right out in front. Yeah. There was no twist about her being crazy, you know, so you're just, I guess, thinking she obviously couldn't be the Santa, but you're like, it's got to be connected to her somehow. So right. it's sort of. Right became not really predictable but almost like you could sort of see it coming but only because oh, sure. we've seen other oh, movies sure. that have done sort of these type of things i mean the, the thing that came to mind was sleepaway camp yep that's exactly the, what um <laughs> have that sort of gender yeah. identity crisis like that yeah yeah no um i actually rated this movie higher than the five yeah i, I actually did too, went actually. to a, i went to a solid six on this one okay because again, I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I um I was I was not just because of the women. I don't care what people say. Right. You know, but that helped. That did help. Um, but yeah, I give it a good solid six because I I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. I was trying to see if I had any other like funny dislike things or weird things that came up. There was there was one part that just uh, it stuck out to me, so I had to write this down. <laughs> but uh. At one point, Rachel was, like, running away, and she runs up onto the porch, and there was just a mug left out with, I guess, hot cocoa in it or something, just sitting outside on the porch, oh, and she yeah. just picks it up and drinks out of it, and I'm like... Yeah, the special eggnog. Just drinks out of a, a <laughs> mug sitting on the... Oh, yeah, it was the eggnog, that's right. Yeah. She <laughs> just picks up a random outside mug and just drinks out of it. I thought that was kind of stupid. Um, exactly. Well, that was the part, you know, the, when they wrote that in. It's like she has mm. to be passed out at some point. I did like that Santa kills the cat after they did the stupid cat jump scare. It was funny. Um, It was funny that when they did that, I go, oh, shit, they got a cat kill in it. I was going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after a dumb jump scare part. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you just hear the cat. <laughs> I, I had in my note uh, hyphen literal bag of dicks exclamation point yeah. <laughs> exclamation point exclamation point i put three exclamation yeah, so, points so the santa did reveal at one point in the movie that he opened a bag that he had and it was a bag of dicks i know and it was there was That's a bunch in there they just showed him cutting off two but then they revealed later right. he had so like he 20. was busy yeah so he was busy yeah. uh, making eunuchs he was he was literally the bone collector 
<laughs> like we referenced earlier. Exactly. Uh, this would have been a better movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, this was pretty good. I, I was glad. You know, I had heard of this one. Um, I heard it mm-hmm. reviewed last year when it came out. Um, and I had heard that it was better than the rating on it. So I was glad that it ended up getting picked off of the list because it was a good excuse to see it. And I think yeah. that this one is probably one that could make a repeat watching. Like, Good Tidings is, is iffy. Cadaver Christmas, mm-hmm. I probably won't. I feel like this one has the most rewatchability because yeah. everything is so aesthetically pleasing and there's some I think so. There's some yeah. comedy. I mean aesthetically pleasing right down to the cinematography, the decorations, the colors, the, the people are good looking, you know what I mean? Everything is good yeah. in, in that regard. Um, I uh, have the this, you know, it was a pretty solid movie with okay acting and really good direction. Mm-hmm. I f- didn't like that it wavered in its intentions between like a sleazy tits and gore movie and then trying to have this meaningful abusive parent tragedy yep um it it sort of wavered between like a serious story and then just wanting to be like a here's naked chicks getting stabbed in the boobs i know kind of thing and dicks getting cut off um so it kind of went back and forth on that intention that was probably my biggest issue with it uh that being said it it fell a little bit short on both ends to some degree but it was still good on, on some levels of, of both of those things. So, um, you know, I, I, again, the aesthetics are great. The Xmas feel is great. Mm-hmm. My God, I just read my notes and I said Xmas. The Christmas feel <laughs> is great. Um, great. The gore and the kills are really well done. Uh, better than we've seen in any of the other ones. Right. Um, and even though, you know, a lot of it seemed cheap where they did the kill off screen and then show the body, but that's fine, like... Whatever you got to do mm-hmm. to fit your budget, just at least try, you know? A lot of blood splatter and that, you know, it made a mess. It made a mess. Mm-hmm. This movie was messy, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it was it was intense. It was fun. Um, I don't think it's yeah. a Christmas classic, but it's definitely something that could be revisited for a Christmas movie in the future. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was also at a 6 out of 10 on this. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Final thoughts. I actually... Uh, to going back uh, of these three films that we reviewed and and did you know I love doing it I want to do this again I, I took these three and I go what's the best thing out of all three to make one movie that would be like an eight or nine and so I took from uh, the cadaver Christmas I took the theme the zombie theme or that the, the cadaver theme okay. okay that was the best part of that movie right good tidings I took the acting and the movie and the music okay the music and the acting it, you take that out of there yeah. and of all through the house I took the cinematography out Okay. you take all those three and you would have a really really good movie like a really perfect movie so I Frankenstein the best parts of it and put it it's like if you want a good movie out of those three take those three out I thought yeah, that I was cool to do That that's pretty accurate if you had the production value with the you know everything from the gore and the cinematography and the atmosphere mm-hmm. and everything mixed with uh, yeah. the you know the and good tidings we didn't really mention but it was a movie from the uk and it, it seems like the people just i don't know they could just nail that like straight-faced acting so well um, they, even for these people being amateurs it was yeah. it was really like well acted so if you had really right solid actors like that although i don't know how mm-hmm. well they would do comedy so they, they really nailed that right. part well so but I, I i agree those were definitely the the best parts of it and i like the idea of a, yeah. a zombie outbreak on christmas eve yeah so why that's not a great premise <laughs> exactly uh, exactly no that's a good idea i think uh 
We should pitch that to somebody that knows how to make movies because I definitely don't. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> sure would be better than my job. Uh, good. So I think we found, uh, you know, a little bit of everything out of this. We found, uh, mm-hmm. we found a good movie, we found a bad movie, and we found a little bit better movie. So yeah, yeah. I think it worked out pretty good, and I definitely would like to revisit this idea for. I mean, we could make this our, our repeat Christmas theme if we want, or God knows there's plenty of Christmas movies sure. out there. So there's a lot. It's, it's uh, like I said when I when I was talking about this with you, I'm like, you know what? During December, I remember, as far as I can remember, a lot of horror movies come out in December, mm-hmm. and and good ones too, but right, they don't right. get enough attention because again, no one's in the mood really to 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 uh, watch those things. But there's a there's a great idea there, and so. Right. You can type in horror, you can Google horror Christmas movies and you come up with a, a list of 100, 200 movies. Right, right. You know, uh, I like, and I like this challenge because, again, it's it's three movies I probably wouldn't have caught unless they were on Netflix one day and I just was just in the mood to watch sure. know, something I've never heard of before. So, mm-hmm. I, again, I like these kind of challenges. So Definitely. I hope we can do that again. All right. Well, why don't we uh, take one more break here? We have one last Christmas okay. song, and then we'll have a quick outro and we'll be done. Sounds good. back and we have covered all three movies for this episode so we're just gonna drop a few quick plugs here let you guys know what's up with us then we will set you free so first uh our email address for anyone that wants to send us anything at all you want to send top 10 lists you want to anonymously contact us about anything uh that is going to be at who will survive podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to look us up on Instagram, it is going to be at who will survive horror podcast. The Facebook page is also who will survive horror podcast. And if you want to find the Facebook group so you can get involved and chat with us, get involved in the polls and the voting and suggestions and whatever, you can also post whatever you feel like in there that is going to be under who will survive horror podcast under groups um that's pretty much it for our contacts as far as the show we plan to have uh, a new show out in about two weeks from the time this one comes out and we're still working on that premise so stay tuned through one of our social medias to find out where we're going with that and as far as for me you can find me on Facebook at Paul Stevenson. If you find there's like a thousand people named Paul Stevenson, then just find me in the <laughs> Facebook group. I'm one of two admins. Um, 
and also on Instagram at Paul T. Stevenson. Um, just, you know, send me whatever, contact me, follow me, friend me, add me, whatever. Uh, I love to talk to whoever. Uh, and then uh, what about, uh, where can we find your other podcast at, Marco? Yes, my other home over there in the sci-fi world, the Sarlacc Digest. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere, everywhere you get your IT, or, uh, your podcast from, especially at the rawlifepod.com. Uh, that's Sarlacc Digest. Uh, we do everything Star Wars talk. Right, and you guys are on Instagram and Facebook and everything. Pri- yes. Primarily Instagram seems to be your main Prim- Primarily, we yes, uh, we love Instagram just because it's so easily accessible and fun right. to... Uh, to do everything so yeah instagram uh we're highly active over there yeah, yeah. so hit us up just yeah just google sarlacc digest and and find us somewhere when we love to talk to all star wars and be a part of the community definitely and as far as for this podcast uh we also are released through the raw live and unedited podcast feed could find that on all of your podcast aggregating apps itunes stitcher whatever you use just search for raw live and unedited podcast network uh, we're also working on a solo feed as well to get our name into itunes and everything which i'm not sure exactly when that will be up but we'll keep you posted on that uh, big shout out to bo ransdale who's been helping me to set that up under his network yes. as well so uh, hopefully we'll have that going soon just to make it a little bit easier for you guys to find us but really if you follow the raw live and unedited feed uh, you're going to get some other cool stuff too that will cover all different forms of pop culture that aren't horror unless you only want to follow us for horror then you just download ours and don't download the other shows <laughs> right um, but yeah and uh, let them know that too yeah yeah definitely tell them that we're the best show on the network please tell them yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's about it. Um, yes, this has been fun, and yeah. hopefully, uh, whatever way you celebrate your holidays or Christmas, uh, hopefully, you have some fun with you and your family, friends, loved ones, pets, whatever else you have. Hopefully, not mannequins with yes, burned out eyes, dressed as Santa's, yes, or right, right, or <laughs> corpse fetishes, right? Because that was the theme too. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Definitely don't <laughs> hey, spend it with those own. things. Yeah. <laughs> but if you do, we don't judge. Yeah, we still judge love you. Zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye.